When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Hello, everyone. This is the Run Home podcast on SEN. Uh, not the Run Home with uh, Joel and Fletch today. It was Vossie and Fletch. Joel having an RDO on broadcasting from Manchester. So opposite sides of the world, we come together. We are talking ice creams, best <laughs> ice creams, top 20 all time. I mean, that's that's a hard-hitting story on today's show. And a very special guest, legend of, of New Zealand rugby, Ma'anonu, on the program. He was. But Vossi, you also uh, shocked me with a bit of clickbait. Your words, not mine. But you ran into a fellow Wiganer and said that I accosted him nude one, one night. Mm. Is that true? I did, and he, and he's still affected the poor bloke. The, the, the bloke, what, 20 years on, is still seeking professional help. But that's a story that we'll cover in the show. Well, I hope he didn't listen to this show because we had some other disturbing things. Uh, we had Merv's memorable memorabilia. That's not quite disturbing. But this was, and you, Andrew, I've introduced you to two, and it's never happened before, but we've got two faxes from dear Jared, and the latter, you weren't really happy with the stepbrother incident, were you? No, this is true. I, I think some areas are best. Sometimes the road less travelled is one. There's a reason for it, and I, I think that I think that's an area or a road we didn't probably need to go down. But who am I to say, coming onto a program that has bang just raided its pants off yep. uh, over the last uh, survey? So here it is, folks. The podcast, the run home with Joel and Fletch minus Joel. <laughs> The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Well, this is it. Welcome to the Run Home. Thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Hello. Welcome to all our listeners uh, through 11.70am in Sydney, where Fletch is standing right now just doing his last-minute prep, watching a true professional. As I said, the Gundy of radio. People just follow him. Uh, 16.20am on the Gold Coast. uh, 6.93am in Brisbane. Anywhere where you're listening live on the SEN app, great to have your company. Listeners belatedly tuning in on the podcast. How's your day been? How was yesterday? Or whenever you're listening, maybe it's already Saturday when you're listening to us. I know it's very hard to get your head around and unpack what how that all works. But anyway, you can download the SEN app at the App Store or Google Play Store. Subscribe to the Run Home podcast at Apple, Spotify, or where all the good podcasts are downloaded. You make the show. And you can call the open line one 300 or you can text 0457736736. Hit us up on social media. There's Twitter, there's Instagram and TikTok at uh, Joel Fletch SEN and YouTube at SEN uh, League. That is just a wonderful introduction. People are still talking about 
the show that uh, myself uh, in, out of Manchester did with Fletch last week. It's up for, is it the ACRA? It's up for a special category nomination. Um, you know, just a one-off. Now let's see if we can back it up today. You know, second up from a spell. You, you love your racing, Fletch. Second up. How are we going to fare today? Hello from Manchester. Hello. It's four in the morning. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you uh, with us. Now, I don't You're mean, selling I, carpet I, there, Fletch. I, I mean that by saying I don't think you were really with us last week because you, you did the mm. hard yards. And you've done the hard yards again today. You've done breakfast with Brandy, I understand. Yeah. How yeah. Was, yeah, so yeah. What have you done today? It's a good show, too. Tell me exactly what, what you've well, what, what do you say done today? Well, I came off air. It was it's ten o'clock at night over here, so I haven't really done much since I was on air, breakfast wise. But um, so yeah, I've just I, what, do you, what do you you want me to go out for a while or something? No, no it was ten o'clock at night. What did you do? Did you have a kip? What was your technique? I've had a couple of hours. I've had a couple of hours just to freshen up for you, Fletch. I yeah. got a bit of a shock when the alarm went off. I, I didn't actually really know where I was or what happened, but it, it, but then I said, "You beauty, I'm going to be work with, with Fletch for three hours." And mm. the people in the room next door said, "Oh." Jeez, <laughs> here comes the noise again. So it's for to the hello to you next door. Yeah, I'm 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 just on for three hours. Okay, that's all. Then you can get back to sleep at seven a.m. So what's I've been people. trying to work out, Vossy, who's the Voss? Yep. Is wh- why do you do this? Like when you go away with you're over uh, there, you, you're working in the rugby league, you're putting everything into it because I love listening yep. to your commentary. But then surely you could have asked for leave, or why no. are, why are you doing both? Well, commitments, mate. You've got commitments. We, we, the league um, trip came up very late. Fox picked up the rights, remember, pretty late, mm. wasn't it? It was about a month before the finals we started doing promos that we picked up the rights to the World Cup. And, of course, we are committed, Fletch. You're yeah. a company man with SEN. You know, we've got a job to do and on air. So the fact you can broadcast from overseas is incredible. Mm. You know, like the other day we did an interview, um, Brandy and I did an interview where Brandy's in the Sydney studio I'm in a studio in Manchester. We were talking to Harry Kewell. He was up in Glasgow. I mean, that's great, isn't it? Hey, yeah, it is. Blow you away that you can just be talking, bouncing about. Oh, it's the future. Just incredible stuff. It's the future. Know? But you haven't. It's intru- the future. <laughs> you haven't. I'm not coming back. You, you haven't <laughs> introduced. Right here. You haven't introduced our other uh, alumni here. Oh no, sorry. Mm. Yeah, the tickler is here. Gibbo. <laughs> what about that Mo? What about hey, the dirty Mo you got going there? That's a flying start to November. Gee, it grows easy on you. I mean, you'll be one planet of the apes by the end of the month. Well, hopefully. If you let it all grow. Yeah, no, well, Vossi, I, I haven't actually shaved for about 16 or 17 years. No, actually 26, probably. I've never shaved. It, it is a look, rank-looking really? mo. Thank you. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm sort of going for. Andy Irons was my absolute hero as a kid. Yeah. And he had the best yeah. moustache. So I was just like, well, when yeah. I get older, I'm going to get a moustache. You know what it looks like? It looks like you're a French artist. If I gave you a beret, <laughs> well, if I put a beret on your lemon... You would look like a French artiste. It's very, very fine. Well, I like I've said before, me and Vossi, or Vossi and I, the Voss man, mm, are going yes. to France for the Voss. next World Cup. Uh, yes. So I'm just doing yes. my first sort of interpretation of what I think it'll be like. We're, we're going to do the overnight crowd. We're doing the yeah. overnight crowd from Betty. We're going to do the overnight crowd from <laughs> France <laughs> for six weeks of the tournament. Hey, yeah. Vossi, Voss, you started yeah. in radio, didn't you, in two, on 2UE? Yes, yeah, a long time so ago. So what, what wow. is, has much long changed in the, in the radio game? You've yes, noticed? A lot has changed in the radio. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I've worked with people, that's here, and, and you know that's why it's, I, I call you, you know, the true professional. Mm. Um, I worked with people. I remember being a rookie. There was a black called Ian Perry Oakton who would dead set. I don't know. He's still. He's not brown bread. He's alive still. He'd do a <laughs> night show on on UE. 
I'd be there. We'd finish the sports show, and and we'd be running the news, and he's not yet there. They haven't even turned. Like you're thinking, what are we to do here? The news is going to finish. The host of the next program ain't here. He'd rush in. He'd have to pick his ads out. He's all just running a bit late, and then he'd just open the microphone and says, "Oh hi, Jim Preston. Tonight, um, it's your show. You set the agendas." Because he had nothing. He had no prep. So he just said, you just call me on, uh, you know, 1300 It's anything you want to talk about. But first, let's kick off with a song. Here's Carly Simon. Sounds like yeah, a great, he just a great song. chapel. Because yeah, he had nothing. He had nothing. Great. <laughs> it just, but zero prep, Fletch. Yeah. Just turn up on the radio. You had people overnight. What about Arch Tambacus? Arch Tambacus. Remember him? No. Slightly overweight, he'd do the overnight. He'd, he'd come in and he'd go on in and say, "I'm feeling a bit peckish tonight." Anyone know any good pizzas? He'd just basically solicit <laughs> for people to provide free food to him, and there'd be a knock on the door and someone to deliver a pizza, and he'd just give him a free plug. The old cash for comment days, Fletch. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to get to. Fantastic. Were you around in those days? Were you getting any shifty yeah. slings? Yeah. And so, cash for comment was it cash or was it contra? I.e., oh, Jimmy goes up to see not, Gary Golden not Hands. The Oh, well, look, I can't speak on behalf of the other broadcasters, but I can. I, yeah, I, I know that you'd be given, you know, you'd be given product for giveaways that, you know, like let's say five um, golf drivers to give away. Well, first night, the host would win it, some bogus name, and he'd win the first one. Second night, I'd win, you know, I'd be <laughs> barrier bargo, and, and then third night, the listeners would get a crack at it. So you just. You just roll up, mate. It was great stuff thrown at you. The great days. It's the very, days. Now I know what, what Brooksy's been doing with the A-grade ads. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true, it's Nathan? It's a similar formula, Fletch. Yeah. But, yeah, not not quite that bad. Okay. Yeah. What's on the yeah. show so today, anyway, that, the Voss? Oh, well, look, we have, like, you know, just roll out the red carpet. Yeah. Um, have we got? Ma'anonu. Yes. Quite incredible. Um, on the social media, Brooksy. Oh, by the way, did we formally say hello to Brooksy or did you just make an appearance there without actually I just, saying hello? You sort of crashed in. Crashed in, hello, Bossy. Brooksy. How you doing? No, I, well, I've got to say to you, you have done such a good job promoting this interview today because when you put out an interview, you want to bring in different demographics. Well, you've brought in the Illawarra Steeler demographic into an interview with a former All Black because you found a photo of Martin Nonu with an Illawarra Steelers jersey. It wasn't the Kaiser Stool, was it? It was a BHP jersey. What was it? Kaiser Stool. But that's pretty incredible. And, and that sort of, I believe, is the hook that will have more people listening to this interview than any others that we've done with former All Blacks on the program, the history of the station. So, mm. wonderful work, Brooksy. But um, there's a little bit of uh, aqua rugby to talk about there and a few other things we can talk about. Pretty amazing results out of the rugby union on the weekend. What about Michael Checker, Fletch? He's flying. What about Fletch? No one's... And, Argentina you, beating England. You ever heard of anyone doing that? Coaching a team in a quarterfinal? I don't think anyone's done that. In the no, league, gone no, bang. Never. Straight to Twickenham. Never. And then beat the Poms. Was it news Peter over there? Jones. Big news over there? Oh, yeah, mate, it was 80,000 80, people at Twickenham, mm. Brian. 80,000. I think it's only the second time Argentina's ever been in England. So this year, Michael Checker has, in his little highlights reel, wins over the All Blacks and <laughs> away yep. and win over England at Twickenham in front of 80,000. It's pretty handy. And Jamaica, too. Pretty handy. He's got like, no one could ever say that he's beaten Jamaica away from home because they're more Jamaica's more home here than Lebanon because the, the Jamaican team was made up of people who live a lot of them who live in the north of England. So that's a great point, Fletch, that you've yeah. just thrown in there. So well, that's why you're in the best. Mate. Well, I, I do like this, and I, I just want to. 
Look, the rating, the ratings came in. So it's the elephant in the room. Uh, and we've been we've been talking about it. We were saying we got lambasted by Ray Hadley calling us oh. caraway seeds. Uh, well, guess what? Brooksy, Brooksy and Buzz have been going hammer and tongs. We have been. We even made the, 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 the what's the buzz column. Well, guess what? We uh. finally hit 1.1. So we were we were hovering about <laughs> we were hovering around we were hovering around the point six, point seven, and then boom, yeah. one point one. So listeners, yeah. you thank you very three much. Times the who's, who's three times the audience in six months? That's right. That brings That's me right. to a talk topic. Who's your favourite ones? My favourite what? One, one or ones? Oh, your favourite one. Juan Pablo. Yeah. What do you reckon? Juanita, oh, right. Juanita Phillips, One. Juanita Phillips. No, but that's a, it's a it's a good Juanita effort. So Phillips. well done to our listeners. Well Thank you very much. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. How do we get to one point five? That's what I need to know. Oh, Text well. through. Guess more gibbo. More segments. More gibbo. No, what? Mm, more gibbo. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to say I, I hey, thought listen, that was very very um, good. Thank you very much. Where do you want to go on team selections or announcements today? It's been a, been a good day for announcements if our listeners haven't caught up. So you've got um, the NRL draws sort of leaked out. You couldn't call it an official announcement, but we're hearing things like Dolphins are going to play Roosters first up yeah, well, Sunday, March 5. First game, March 2, Parramatta, Melbourne, Fletch. Yeah, I like that. Do you think kick off the season. Do you think the Roosters versus Dolphins is a little bit of a, a tribute to Arthur Beetson? Is that why they've done it? Yeah, right, okay. It, they come out They'll and be that. playing for the Arthur Beetson Cup, gotcha. I'm fairly sure. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Is that official? At Suncorp. Yeah. At Suncorp. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, Gibbo's made it official. Um, <laughs> so that's is- Suncorp. So there's even a Sunday night game at Leichhardt Oval first round. Um, Tigers-Titans nice. uh, is going to be a Sunday night game. Panthers, the Premier's playing the Broncos on a Friday night mm-hmm. at Penrith. Um, and I like that. I think the Premier's... If you're not playing a grand final replay, the, the Premier's either kick off the comp or get the best night and a home match first up. I think that should always be a little reward. Now, the other announcements, Socceroos are announced for the World Cup um, and also cricket. I, I reckon more people are going to talk about the cricket squads than the um, than the Socceroos squad, to be honest. I, I know the World Cup is pressing and it's, you know, biggest sporting event on the planet, but cricket, given we've just, you know, bowed out of the T20s um, and we name a 14-man squad for the ODIs, I mean, the, you know, the the body's still warm on the T20s, and we're into ODI mode again now. Are you excited about that, Fletch? ODIs against England. I am. The, I am. Know? I wanted to get your opinion yeah, on. You no, I, want to, I am. I do like the uh, ODIs. Mm. I'm not. I've never been a fan of the T20. Mm. Neither is Glenn Maxwell apparently. Mm. But uh, what was your take on Maxie's comments? Do you think he he just forgot he was in front of uh, cameras and media, or do you just yes? Well, that. The whole wash up to, and I know Jimmy's speaking as well. I mean, we we beat well. What what? Who did we beat? We beat Afghanistan, mm. right? We beat them by what three, four runs. Yeah. We beat we beat Ireland, and we we got Sri Lanka, and that's it. And yeah. we got polished up, so to speak, by New Zealand, and then we had a washout. It's hardly stellar stuff, is it? It's not. Uh, but that's in that's in the T Twenty form of the game. Yep. And now now we go to ODI mode. Uh, do the fans really are they ready for it? We're playing England. Like that should be a big deal. And I don't think anyone's going to go. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to go uh, to the games in Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne. But anyway, maybe they will. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, it's all in the space of five days. We play these ODIs, and Pat Cummins is is captain of the ODI squad. Yep. Pat Cummins is captain. Um, Steve Smith there again. 
that's pretty... And then the Test squad has been announced. 13 players for the first two tests against the West Indies. And uh, welcome back, Scott Boland again. Marcus Harris gets another run. Like, it just feels like, you know, Marcus Harris, we pick him, he makes shield runs, we pick him, he fails, and we go in. And we'll be having the same conversations in about a month's time as what we have every summer. Mm. Should, um, you know, Marcus Harris keep his spot. So I'm not that excited by the cricket announcements today. There's nothing nothing really big in it for mine. Yeah, because you've been, too, because you've been too busy on the Twitter, I've noticed. And uh, could be time for a little bit of this. Can I do this? Pete appears to be in very serious condition. It's a man alive. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> well, uh, Andrew, if you didn't know already, this is Fletcher's feuds, and what I like to do is scour the Twitterverse, Instagramverse, and all the above. Andrew Voss. Now I've never heard you speak like this, so forgive me, listeners, if I if my uh, if my language gets a little bit fruity. <laughs> Andrew Voss, aka Who's the Voss? Media bans in rugby league are a crock of shit. RLWC twenty twenty one. Seriously, do your job. It's not life or death. It's sport. Sport attracts opinions all day, every day, and you take the good with the bad. Yeah. If it is offensive material, you delete or block. Hashtag Wes Bradley. Um, <laughs> and then, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. And then it comes out. Further my yeah. my view on media, Ben, let me tell you that the Samoan squad has some of the best personalities in the game. Talented yet humble men who are great to deal with. Luai to yeah, Old Crichton, et cetera. I hope coach changes his stance. Nothing but good will be, will be achieved as a result. Vossi, I've never heard you speak like that. What is well, goading you? Well it's, well, it's Samoa. It was Matt Parrish. They, they, I think they've they've solved the problem. But Matt Parrish, seriously, like Matt Parrish, um, pulling the you know <laughs> he's the reptile allowed to speak to the reptile. media. I mean, he's coach. They they just had their greatest moment on the weekend, and um, yeah, first time they've ever made the semi-finals. And going into the semi-finals, he, he's got to be in his bonnet because we dared criticise Samoa after the first game when they lost. Fletcher was sixty points to six. 60 to 6, a side that had 10 origin representatives had, what, four players back, you know, had just won a grand final in Australia, got beaten 60 to 6. And like I was one of the ones who said, based on my quote after the game was based on that performance, I would send them home. Like, yeah, what's the point of an elite Samoan side playing and losing by 60? You may as well have a team of Samoans locals playing and getting beaten by 60. It was a, it was a disgraceful performance. And they apologised to the nation. So they apologised to the nation. And then Matt Parrish, since then, is that, you know, he's doing the siege mentality card. And I really think that's a wank, Fletch. And media oh. bans, okay, just so we know, when you block the media, you are basically blocking out the fans. The me- you know what I mean? Like, yep. the, the fans don't get to hear from the team. So that's what got under my... The rugby league over here is very small, Fletch. I mean, football runs the first 50 places in, in the interest stakes. Then there's Rugby Union and Rugby League somewhere down the end. For six weeks, it's got a little platform to work off. And here you've got a coach wanting to put a media ban mm. on players. Man. What if they go on. out, what if they go out, beat England and go and win the World Cup and they can come back and say, Andrew, look at this now. We're now world champions. Yeah, well, would you change your stance? Works. Would you change, no, what I'm saying no. is, would you change your stance and say, well, they did it for the good no. of the team? No. No, I don't, because it's not the players voting for that. They handle it fine. And see, four players did defy him the other day and did interviews with the press after the game. 
Yeah, Jerome Luan, Josh Papalihi, they're not kids, Fletch. Mm. It's just your job. Your job, if you're a player, media commitments are part of it, and it's just football. Unless they're getting personal or something, you're just talking football. Yeah. And that's all it's been. So, Matt Parrish, um, they've had to negotiate with him why <laughs> they would. And, and someone tried to make the point, well, Wayne Bennett does it. I think Wayne Bennett's got a few more runs on the board than Matt Parrish. And the would other thing, to the other thing too, Vossi, yeah, these kids more. playing for Samoa or these young men, mm. they, then yes. they are they are quite humble, as you put in your uh, Twitter mm. in your tweet. But they they're, they're not mm. going to say something to antagonise the opposition. No. And I think if you're a coach, no. that's all that's all you're worried about, isn't it? Something that's going to give them. They've got enough. Yeah. They've got enough motivation when they got sixty put on them. But Matt Parrish didn't want to do an interview. This is the. the the team is not about Matt Parrish. Mm. Samoa just had their greatest triumph. And at full-time, part of the commitment is both coaches come over and are interviewed um, within minutes of full-time, Fletch. That's a, that's a given over here. With the World Cup, you get to speak to man of the match while the coverage is still going. Like, within probably two minutes of full-time, man of the match is being spoken to in front of a board with metal around their mouth. Uh, around their neck, around their mouth, around their neck. They're not being gagged by it. Um, and oh, then on, a minute on. later, both coaches, <laughs> both coaches are required to be in front of the camera to be interviewed by the pitch side reporter, and that goes out in the world. Yeah. Well, Samoa's just made the semi final, and Matt Parrish says, "No, nah, not doing it." Like what? It's not about you, Matt. Samoa's just won. You know, like they just won a quarter final. You know, and and he didn't want to do the interview. He had to be dragged over. I mean, come on. I'm with you, Bossy. This that was another crock. edition of Fletcher's feuds, and I've got to say, you've turned me around. But the language, you've got to drop that language. <laughs> oh, you think the language? Yeah. But sometimes you've got to be abrupt to get your point across. Yeah, true. Don't you think, Fletch? Oh, I think you do. Now, um, hey, listen. We, by oh, the way, can I just can I just tease our listeners with something I want to do with you later in the program? Oh, please Maybe do. it's a sort of a out of the top of the hour sort of story. Yeah, true that. It's to do with t- today. Like I mean, within my twenty four hour cycle, today mm. being yesterday Australian time, but I caught up with someone, a former Wigan player. Yes. Who, when I said that I was you know, got to go because I'm doing a show with Fletch soon, the Gundy of radio. Um, and he was just coming out of a psychiatrist office at the time <laughs> because he is still mentally affected by any incident involving good self and some nudity. Do you hear that, listeners? Nudity. Fletch. Yeah. That story coming up at the top of the hour. But first, that's all I'm going to say about that story. Yeah, we'll that's do fine. It for. That's my we'll big do it go. For. You name any. It's a big, sto- it's a big story. You it's ask big any story. of my former teammates in any level of rugby league, and I'm big on mm. nudity. It's what brings you together. Mm. Now, we're, I know we've got to go to a break, Vossi, but before we go, I've got the list here. Mm. Now, it's the top 20 Australian ice creams of all time ranked. Now, this gibber, this gibber, <laughs> I just want to tell you this before we go to an ad break. Now, you agree with me or not, and listeners, feel free to text in because we've got 1.1 of the market listening to us. So, 0457736736, put that in your column, Buzz, and smoke it. So, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to go from number eight down. Number eight, a drumstick. Not, it's not quite a Cornetto, but it's not too far off, as they say. Number uh, seven, Sunny Boy. Should be up higher. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, number six, Bubble Bill. Now, that should be number one. It's sort of a bit of gum as cool. well. you got that rank little mo on it. Gum is awful, though. Bubble O. Gum's awful. Yeah, but you get two, two treats in one. When Harry Voss buys a Bubble Bill, I have to take the gumball out and throw it into the bin at the server and then wipe my hands because it's a bit sticky. 
It gets thrown away every time. Why? Every time. Does he not? Are you one of those parents you won't give children? No, he doesn't want it, and drugs. I don't want to eat it. It's a crock of. It's, I can't use that expression <laughs> oh. anymore. No, you can't. Why does he? Why does he get the bubble bill just for the just for the ice cream? The bubble, the bubble bill part. You don't yeah. like the O in the middle. He doesn't like the bubble. Well, that's it's what it bubble is. Bubble bill. He likes a bubble bill, but <laughs> not right. the O. Number five, the Maxi Bond. That's that one. It was mm. it was the old no, Monaco bar. No, which Monaco bar is it's no longer with us. No. All right, here, now the top four. No. The Splice. <laughs> splice yeah. is bliss. Voss. Great summer. Very thin. Not much. Not much guts to the God. Splice, is there? Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a thin layer of ice cream underneath the the tangy taste. It's yeah, not big. You, you splice ha- isn't big. You you bagged. Get a lot, I don't think you get a lot of value for money. Pound for pound, I don't have the splice up the top. Well, not in the top five. You've pound just pound. bagged my top eight. You've done another with the drumstick. Ooh. The Sunny Boy's a bit old. Mm. Bubble O Bill, you won't mm. give it to your young bloke. Maxi Bond, you laughed mm. in my face. Splice, you said it's thin. <laughs> Tell you what's thin. Gibbo's beard. Mm. Uh, the top three. Rainbow Paddle Pop. Yes. Voss? <laughs> oh, I would have thought... I would have thought... <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought banana would have been, personally, banana or chocolate, I thought would have been voted ahead of the rainbow. I actually liked it when they used to make caramel ones, and then all of a sudden you can only get the caramel paddle pop in the box. You had to buy the box in the supermarket yep. to get the caramel. So now I have a problem with that as well. Okay, well, this is basically, Continue. it tastes like caramel. Yeah, ca- it? it's the caramel, isn't it, yeah. Bossy? Rainbow paddle pop is the caramel. You've got to blindfold yourself. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, put really? a ball in your mouth. <laughs> bit like we did last night. Uh, number two is Cornetto. Number two is Cornetto. Ooh. It's the ice cream of choice for anyone with discernment, taste, and a love of creamy confection. First time I had one of these was out at the cricket ground at SCG. Yeah. yeah I'll never sure. forget it. It was two bucks. Yeah. I gave him the $2 sure. note because I knocked it off me, brother. Throwing the top, flicking it. Yeah. And the chocolate the field. And number cooks. one, one of the most iconic mm. Australian ice creams ever. No civilization in history has found a better use for a small wooden stick <laughs> than putting a gay time on it. Oh. Golden gay time is the number yeah. one. Well, you're shaking your head, Rossi. No, no. Where, where's the? Where's the? Does Does Weispa like you know mango and no, macadamia? No, that's German. Yeah, we don't talk about beautiful them. smooth. Weispa? Are you serious? Um, it's Australian. Weispa's. Um, <laughs> was that can of ice cream? And then splice. Magnum Ego. You know the Magnum Ego oh, with yes. the caramel inside and the chocolate. That's yeah. the go. Okay. Well, if you, so wanna... you're, you if you don't if you don't find a spot in your top eight for Magnum Ego, you can. It's a crocker. Well, I have a little Michael, bit. Of, I have a little bit of tip for you. Mm. The frosty fruit gets rid of hangovers. Like that. Tips for living. <laughs> so it's number 14 at the moment. But if, you ever, if you're hung on Saturday, if you have a big night down the pub, try and get a frosty fruit and, and get into it. Frosty fruit. All right. What was 20 just out of interest? What just scraped in at 20? 20. And do we know what was 21? Yeah, Dixie Cups. Remember the Dixie Cups? That's, no, this is that's ice cream on the floor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the flake no, of ice cream. Yeah. yeah, and then the Zupa Dupa, that was always no. that was the that was more of an icy pole. The Billabong, the Cyclone. Mm. What the hell is a Cyclone? No, well, the, 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 the thing. Oh, yeah, coming up. Nah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's not ice cream. I tell you what, I, I know we've got to go to an ad break because uh, <laughs> otherwise it'll be longest first two hours into the program. But I, I mean, I, I've got I have an icy pole in my top five. Yeah, just a lemonade icy pole in the five. Right. I, I think it's a consistent performer. Again, pound for pound, I think the the lemonade icy pole needs a spot in the five. All right. Anyway, well, um, hang on, Vossi. Oh four five. Vossi. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or call in on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Tell us what your favourite ice block or ice cream is. Are, are we wrong here? Is the Golden Gate time not the best thing for a w- small wooden stick?
I would. I can think of something else. Best ice cream. Yeah, best ice cream. Just have it. Well, here we go. Surely. Oh yeah, Brisbane Eel wants the gay time. Well, it is. Uh, hey Fletch, if you want some rainbow paddle pops, my friend, get down to the Four Pines Park Canteen Box, uh, and I'll have one for you. That's Paul from Narrabeen. Okay. <laughs> well, Why do I have to meet in the public well, toilets? That's weird. <laughs> that's really, really weird. What's that about? <laughs> All right. Now, now we are. Now we are about half an hour over for the break. Um, we'll we'll be back with the last half hour of the show. In a minute. <laughs> Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Well, it's not actually. It's um, there's there's no Joel. He's um, living the life today. He hasn't mm. hasn't done anything today, has he? Because he didn't do breakfast this morning either. So it's a, it's an RDO for Joel because uh, he doubled up yesterday. So he's having the the day off, um, and I'm in here with Fletch and, and getting hammered by listeners too. I, I notice Fruy <laughs> at Avoca Beach says early nomination for A grade for next week. Wow. Um, Andrew Voss, <laughs> negativity from that bloke about everything from ice creams to Matt Parrish. Please, is it a setup or what? And then he says this 1.1 rating could unravel. <laughs> Fletch and Nathan's. Fletch and Nathan's definitely Z graders. By the way, Aion's gun moustache, Fruy of Avoca Boots. Thanks for your uh, Would you like a prize? Would you like a prize? Go ring up another station. Good luck to you. No, Fruy, you're part Go of the 1.1. Trying to get 1.5. Yeah. From ice cream to Matt Parrish. It's like your that's, autobiography, that's no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually quite happy. I'm actually quite happy, um, Fletch, because yes. to be with you. But, but. Come the top of the hour, it will get serious with hard-hitting clickbait story about no, Fletcher nudity. That's, that's Stick nice. around for that one, listeners. 1.1. 1. 1. We'll be 1.2 when I get to that story. What about this here? This is from SSE. This is We're talking about the best ice creams. SSE mm. says, Fletch, Maxi Bon is nothing like the Monaco bar. Maxi Bon has four lengths on it. No way. Maxi yeah. Bon came after the Monaco bar. Do you remember the, the ice cream sandwich too? Do you remember that? Mm. That was awesome. Oh, they're big here. They're big over here, big in England at the ice cream sandwich. People, they, they sort of waffle sort of thing. You see them buying it in plastic bags. They, a lot of people on street corners vaping and eating ice cream sandwiches. You know what I found when I went to the States? Like, you know how waffles are, are quite big? Not poly waffles, mm. waffles. They have it with Waffle house. fried chicken. Mm. Ever had that? Ever done that combo? Fried chicken, maple syrup, and yes. waffles. Yep. Is that a Seppo thing? But that's yes. the. That, Bloodhound Gang Gibbo, isn't it? Waffle House Hash Brown. What is that? What the, what's the words again? You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on do the Discovery like Channel. The Discovery Channel. Sorry, delay. Sorry, delay here. Uh, here we go, another one here. Best ice creams. This is uh, Fatsy. Oh, I think it's Satsy. Boys, get a big tub of blue ribbon ice cream, leave it out until it goes slushy, chop up some fresh mango. Oh, this sounds too hard. Crash some macadamia nuts, throw it in and stir it up. Oh. Put a plastic on the top so it doesn't ice up like a Weiss bar but fresh. This this, this might be Joel Kane. This is Joel Kane. Mm. Just confused. Simplify your life. Yeah. Nuts in your ice cream? Loose, isn't he, Joel? Yeah. It's a bit like – you made a good point about the, the Dixie Cup. Yeah, it's not It's it's not the quality ice cream. It's the drip tray. What do you think it is? Like it's the flake of the awful. ice creams. It's flake of the ice cream world. I don't know if it's you the awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you knew awful. this. It's awful. It's awful. Like ice cream, awful. I, I must say, <laughs> Fletch, I do agree with that person. On the first part of that text, I am a blue ribbon man. I'm, a, I'm sort of, 
you know, a bit highbrow in that department. You're not going to get me eating your, your normal Peter's ice cream. I, I need blue ribbon. Yeah. If it ain't blue ribbon, I ain't having a dish of ice cream. So it's been a long while since I had a dish of ice cream, but it's got to be blue ribbon if I have a dish. I'm discuff. I'm just uh, discovering blue. a lot about you, Vossie. So you don't, yeah. you don't like the cheap stuff. You've got a bit of a penchant for the flashy ribbon. stuff. You want a Weiss bar. Yeah. You want a German-made ice cream. Then you want blue yep. ribbon, and you live mm-hmm. in the Southern Highlands with a wear a Parker. You, my yeah, friend, and, and puffer vest, puffer vest. You're a snob, and, and, <laughs> and four ply, and, and four ply. Oh, um, I, I, I just, I just had a, a note come up on the screen. I don't know whether you see the same. It says we've got to go to the three thirty news. Is that is that three thirty my time? As in AM in the morning, or is that three thirty in the afternoon? Yeah, Greenwich Mean what, Time. What is the three thirty? Yeah, Greenwich Mean Time. So it's three thirty eight. Vossi, congratulations! Not only are you part of the one point ones, this is the latest mm. we've ever gone. Uh, to the news. Is this April there? Yes. It'll be May by That's the time great. we get to it. <laughs> yeah, it should be a great episode of the global game tonight, Fletch, on the back of the Socceroo squad. Be lots of laughs there. Um, welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. I don't think, I don't think your line going to the news was appreciated. There was no time... But when you said the news is that late that it, April will be May, that was that was right up there with uh, Dharma wants a wife. I think that's my top two Fletch lines Fletch from isn't. this year. And I understand the 1.1 with quality like that. April will be May. The news is so late. That's, that's, that's good areas. Thank Fletch, you. Good areas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fletch is off his chops. Maxi Bond is the absolute Mickey of the ice. No, you can't get me. Cannot get me. Uh, G-Man, that's Graham. I just think they've plagiarised the Monaco bar. They did all the hard yards at Monaco bar, and then Maxi Bond came along and said, I'm just going to pinch your ingredients and yep. steal it. Come well, on. Hang hey, on a sec. Bubble Bill. What about <laughs> yeah. Gary Gumball? What about him coming on the scene for a little while? Remember him? GG. Gary Gumball. <laughs> Gary, is that trying to muscle in on a bit of Bubble Bill action? Or Bubble Bill in my house. Is, was Gary Was Gaz an ice cream as well? Yeah, Gary Gumball. Yeah, he was just a wacky-looking bloke. He was just this <laughs> right. wacky, you know, sort of the fifth wiggle, the one they don't talk about. He was just he was muscling in on Bubble Bill's action, and okay. and I don't is Gary Gumball still out there? And can someone tell me the taste of the two? Did, did anyone have a Gary Gumball? Oh, I'm looking at it. it looks like uh, Humphrey B. Bear, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I said. Is he a koala? It's weird. I don't know. Is he a koala? Don't know. Don't know. Anyway, Vossi, let's let's get. Steer this ship. Yeah, right let's get in. into the meat. Let's get into the meat. Um, the meat. Uh, now, on the breakfast show this morning, um, we did speak to Clint Newton from the Players Association. And I reckon it's hard for the fans to unpack what's going on at the moment, like all the finer detail. And they really only get as far as the headlines. And I think, uh, I, I may be wrong, listeners can tell me, but they just have a perception players want more money or they, mm. they just grab onto that. They don't listen to the detail. So right at the moment, we've got pressure on Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandis. Um, that's from the clubs. The delegates meeting with the NRL today regarding pay talks have been going on all year. We are, teams have now started their off-season training, and we don't have collecting collective bargaining agreement in place. We don't even have a salary cap amount. Uh, NRLW, we don't know about the funding there. And the players are pushing for... The one I have trouble with is the injury one. Um, so you tell me, Fletch. So for the 12 months after you finish playing, yes. you get your medical or operations paid for. Yep. But after the 12 months, that's it. 
And Clint Newton raised a point this morning. He said, with Andrew Fafida, let's, and I'm throwing this out there because this is one of the big sticking points with them. He said, Andrew Fafida needs like six surgeries. He's finished his career and needs about six. Well, you can't do six in a year. Um, it's going to take a, a, a number of years to deal with all these issues from football. But yep. the reaction I got from listeners that Brandy and I got, and I sort of get this, people are saying, well, hang on a second. He was getting paid, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars four years out from the end of his career. Why didn't he stop playing then if he's in so much? Yeah, you know, he played on with injury and made his own health worse, but was still getting looked after. Why should the game then keep on looking after him? Why doesn't have his own health fund, Fletch? Do you understand that point you, of view from people in the street? Yes, I do. Sometimes you you get pressured by clubs to keep playing, and you get pressured by certainly in the old days you had to play with injury. And, you know, that's been well documented over the years, i.e. with the concussion stuff. But I think when I was playing, it, it was sort of that hadn't come in yet. And they were talking about two years. I thought mm. that I thought two years is probably around that mark. And also, or, or if you book it in by, by within those two years. But I've got no problem with Andrew Fafita because all those injuries, especially that throat one, mm. you know, that was that was awful what, what happened there. Yes. I, I think... No, I don't agree. I think, I think that he should be able to fix his body, and the NRL should pay for it. But you're not. You don't have to be a rugby league player. You don't have to do that. As you, you could actually work. As I say, I have my own health cover. Brooksy probably has his own health cover. The tickler over here probably has his own health cover. No, he doesn't have his own health cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, just just flat out. No, I'm just saying that I understand to a degree, but I can't have it a hundred percent. I'm more leaning towards, you know, you do a job and yeah, you know, you're a bricklayer. You yeah. get a bad back. You know, you have to you have to give it up. I don't think the the, the bricklayer's boss has to look after him for the rest of time. Well, that does happen. That does happen. I know. Well, in some areas, I yeah. know a guy who was on the wharves who had a bad back mm. and. Work, work cover obviously can come into that yeah, insu- work cover. and insurance and stuff. So what's the mm. difference? I think insurance, um, all the players get insurance from uh, from their clubs individually. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, that, that, well, I'm just saying that the uh, if the uh, if the listener the text line was a gauge this morning, yeah. I I don't think there was well there certainly wasn't anywhere near even fifty percent uh, support there from the fans on that issue. And and that's what I mean. They just, they just sort of latch on to a few little things. And collective bargain, bargaining agreement is a big, complex document. It's about 26 pages to get through. And it has to be all signed off on, not just bit by bit. Mm. Take a break. Otherwise, well, I can't use your lines. April becomes May becomes June. But <laughs> there we go. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Uh, yes, it is uh, Fletch and Vossi today, and I hope your day is going better than the bloke who has the room next to me who's listening to this program through the walls here at, uh, at eight minutes to five in the morning. Um, Fletch, the great ice cream debate. Um, just look the, the text line. I mean, rip in. Rip, rip. Let's go through these. Where uh, you go? All right. Well, we've got one here, not now. No name, Fletch. Weiss bars originated in Toowoomba, not Germany. The best. You heard this? This is a good one. This is a piss pot from Kenzo. The best ice creams are vanilla choc tops from the movies. Yeah, don't mind that. Oh, I got around the boysenberry there yeah. for a little while as well. Hurt your berries though yeah. when you bite into them. Uh, Eskimo My pie wife hands. does like a choc top. Mm. Yeah, choc top. 
Uh, this... Even if not going to the movies. We go to the movies to buy the choc top oh. and don't see a movie. That's Ooh. how much he likes what the you... choc tops. Yeah. I love how you Little say choc top. <laughs> That's beautiful lingo. Uh, well, there's one here. I, I don't Strawberry know. Where, where did it go, um, up, Brooksy? Up the top. No, no, about the, the fried ice cream. Yeah, yeah, up the top. Oh, here we go. Mm. This is Gus. Mm. This might be Gus Gould. Hey, boys, listening at the moment. I think it is. There is absolutely no ice cream like deep fried ice cream and caramel sauce at your local Chinese. Yep. Yeah, no, no, up the top. That's not. No, I don't see that. Can't be. Uh, anyway, if they're going to say Voss is whinging. He's whinging pomper. <laughs> but you can't include. You can't include no. Chinese desserts as as a frozen no. confectionery item. It's got to be. You bought can't uh, at a. At a that's right. It's got servo. Servo. It's got to be in a servo. Oh, got to be in a servo. Servo or the Jeff Tuvies or uh, an IGA. Tuvies <laughs> with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you asking? Oh, we've got to go to a, Do we have to go now on the break? Mm. Oh, we were just back. It's because of the. Oh, we and if we didn't have yeah. his break, we'd be easily 1.5. Yep. Look out, Hadley. Uh, coming for you, bro. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Well, there's a lot going on in the world and uh, the cost of living, inflation, recession, but the ice cream debate probably is the biggest issue in this part of the world to 1.1 of the audience in Sydney. <laughs> um, I've never seen a topic light up a board like this one. No. I mean, if we wanted to just devote the next two hours of the program to the ice cream wars, then so be it, Fletch. I'd be happy it's to do call, that. your call. It's your show. What's the difference between, Barry blowing. What's the difference between breakfast and this in doing drive, you found? Just... Just the special people you yeah. work with. That's quite a... Yeah. Brooksy. The tickler, yourself, Bossy, you, you, the tickler. Yeah. The tickler. You, unique. You're unique. Um, and I think <laughs> we just re- laid down some ground rules on the ice cream because the fried ice cream component, it's got to be something you can hold. Yep. Can't be at a crockery. So no, no crockery criteria is there. Can't, yeah. be at a, can't at use a cutlery. Can't use cutlery either. No. No. <laughs> The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. The saying is time flies when you're having fun and it's hard to believe that we're already into the second hour of the Run Home with thanks to uh, Hyundai Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel. And if you missed the first hour of the show, by gee, you missed a good hour. Uh, you can check out the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast. Subscribe at Spotify. And Apple Podcasts are uh, coming up on the show in this portion. Ma'anonu coming on the program. Um, nearest to... How many tests did Ma'anonu pay, play in his career, his stellar career with I, the All Blacks, Fletch? How I many? would say to be 100, 103. Yeah. There you go. 103. Correct. Spot on. Ding, I, ding. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him because Matty Johns... Uh, see, Matty is very learned. He does a lot of research, but sometimes he can just lie as well. He says that Ma. Ma'anonu was actually trialling up at the Knights and the Knights let him go. I don't believe it. Do you believe that? We'll find that out. out. Now, look, um, we've been talking about ice creams um, and by all means, you can keep it going. Uh, Did the Chocolate Heart get a run? Uh, Uh, That was the go-to when I was a tin lid. Did the Chocolate Heart make the top 20? Yep. I know we don't want to keep going on. No, it did. It was definitely. It did. So it's in the 20. And your Weiss Mango. So it's in the World Cup. Your Weiss Mango, maybe it was 11th. Your German Toowoomba ice cream. Yeah. Um, now, look, just uh, again, there's a there's a big story breaking here uh, 
uh, breaking in England um, that I came across this afternoon. I'm just walking through the streets of Manchester and I run into, it's just like, as luck has it, I run into a former Wigan player. And as you know, listening, Fletch had a, a wonderful time over here at Wigan mm. um, playing in, uh, in England. And this former player was coming out of a psychiatrist's office when mm. I saw them. And I got to say, and a little bit touchy, I said, oh, well, I wasn't asking why they were coming out of the office, but then it's like four degrees of separation. I said that, oh, I'm going back to my room because I'm doing some radio. I'm going to be working with Brian Fletcher. And then the person just stopped in their tracks, the former player. Because the reason the former player is still seeing a psychiatrist is because of their time with you at Wigan, Mm. that they're affected by an incident. Mm. Big story. That's right. Clickbait. Pull over your car, everyone. This person said as a 17-year-old, they were exposed, and exposed is the key word here, (laughs) to Brian Fletcher. Nude. Yes. Complete. Starkers. Running around and basically issuing this young player an ultimatum. Now, that's all I'm going to say (laughs) at this point. That's all I'm saying because it may be in the hands of legals. Brighton's lawyers may be looking after this one on both sides. I think the nudity aspect yeah. and the impact it's had on this bloke. Now, one, now I'm actually with the RLPA now. This this bloke needs help. Yeah, long well, after he's retired, what's happened? Well, can I tell you this? So we're on a. So we, I know exactly where this story came from, and it's over in Lanzarote. So we used to have this thing called warm weather training in the off season. Obviously, in right. England in December, it's quite chilly. So we went to uh, the Canary Islands, and there was a a. a, a a week-long camp, and I know this young fella, and I was just bringing him into the team. He hadn't played first grade yet, Mm. but guess what? He played first grade that year, and then he also, two years later, ended up Mm. playing in the NRL. So if he – I think I had something – a little little bit something to do with that. Yeah. I'll just take it – now I'll take it further, now that you've had your own apply. He said that there was was an option put to him that if he wanted to play standoff ahead of Trent Barrett, Yes. Then he had to buy into what was going on. Yes, Baz was. He, the... he was left crying in the corner of the no, room. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and it, he and wasn't still crying. to this day, he wasn't still to this crying. day, you know, twenty years on, the poor bloke is still getting help. No, he Fletch. was fine. We were swimming. We were all swimming together, and we got the mm. goggles out. And I just thought, let, you know what? Let's let's put them on a different way. And that's what I did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Your ears would have been burning at about mm. three this morning Australian time because I was having this chat with that player. And I'm happy to say he's now a successful businessman, but he does have some issues. Quite obviously, he's dealing with because of you. He did say this in in some like almost a contradictory fashion. He said, "You're the greatest character he'd ever played with in his career." Well, there you go. The greatest character. There you go. So that's that's, nice a, that's a win. character. That's a win. That's right. He said you're quite a wit. <laughs> quite a wit, I think was the expression. <laughs> you happy with that? Just leave it at that. If wit. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm just saying. If we it just said wit. I don't know. Maybe it's the accent. I lost the first bit. Um, anyway, it's great to have you company this afternoon. Our listeners on, uh, they can call the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. They can text in zero four five seven seven three six seven three uh, six. Um, this is Fletch. It was a fellow dreadlock centre, Tana Umanga, who trialled at the yes, night. Yes, that's not exactly non-new. right. Not my... So there you go. This is correct. I think Ma'a was going to go over and play for the Tigers. That's what I was. Remember back in about 2008, 2009? Mm. Um, 
Also, uh, here too, uh, hey lads, the pine lime splice is the taste of summer. Definitely a top five contender. Have a great show. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, the pine lime splice got to mention. But I'm saying it's a bit thin. Never thought it was value for money. I'm talking, I'm talking pound for pound. It's not my five. It's not my five. Fair enough. Pound for pound. Yeah. All right, now let's get around. We've had the ambassadors for Aqua Rugby on the show before, but I don't think any of them have been uh, of this ilk. We are talking living legend, and at age 40, he's still playing the game he loves. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please give it up for uh, Ma'anonu on the program right now. Run home with Joel and Fletch. No Fletch. Or yes, Fletch. No Joel. Fossey here. Uh, Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. We're very well. Um, now, to, to promote this interview, I, I feel as if I have to go to the big question first of all. Brooksy is our producer, and he's one of the best in the business, and he's, he, he guides a show to 1.1, and he can put that forever on his bio. Um, he put up a photo, a social media photo, saying that we have you on our program, and the photo had you in an Illawarra Steelers jersey, which is a bit random. It's a bit random, I must say. Do you remember that photo, and what were the circumstances that you acquired an Illawarra Steelers jersey? Yeah, I, I I actually got that jersey probably about 2009 from a store in Canberra. So it's kind of like on the main road when you come out of the, the Crown Hotel. And there's a old league shop where you can get all the old tops, and I mean those are that was my favourite top because I just remember watching uh, Rod Wishart play back in the day, and oh, that's kind of nice. all the memory I have of him kicking that's goals. Amazing. Did you pay full freight for the jersey, like the 165 Australian, which is like, you know, 200 your money? What, what was the... Um, no, nah, I think it was on special because we actually beat the Brumbies <laughs> that, that <laughs> night. <laughs> 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 oh, I think they threw in a Brumbies jumper as well, just you got two, two for one. <laughs> so, Shammy. <laughs> hey, Ma, are you, still, are you um, still playing? Are you over in the States at the moment? Or are you here? I'm in um, New Zealand at the moment, but it's off-season, yeah. Off-season. So, I'll head back in the new year. Yep. So tell us a little about this. Is this in the same competition as the Giltinis, or is this different? No, no, it's the same. It's the same competition as the Giltinis. Okay. So they won it last year, twenty twenty one, and then um, this season uh, played against the Giltinis home and away. So saw some of the old players um, there, and it was good to catch up again. Matt Gitter, Adam Ashi Cooper, um, you had guys Billy Meeks and uh, Luke Burden. So just to name a few. So who who are you playing with now, mate? I'm actually playing for the San Diego Legion. Oh, okay. So you're a bit further down the coast. How how is it? How is the standard, and how is it living over there in the states? Oh, it's great. Uh, I've been playing in the states for two years. Um, lifestyle is great. I mean, the competition's growing. It's been going for at least five five seasons. Um, so there's six teams in the west, six teams in the east now. Um, I mean. They've just got the rights to the 2031 World Cup and they've got the Women's Rugby World Cup too in 2029. So the game is certainly growing in the States. Ma'anonu is our special guest. We've also got you on the program. Um, it's not often we have legends on like yourself. Um, and again, I, I reinforce the numbers and we will talk All Blacks in a moment, but you, you can speak with great authority. 103 um, test matches. You look back on a career at international level playing for the All Blacks, the iconic team, over 12, 13 years, do you pinch yourself to see that, you know, your name's there over 100 tests playing for the All Blacks? Is it like you, you lived the dream and you lived the dream for more than a decade? Uh, um, I guess it's 
you know, when when I kind of go pick up my kids from school and uh, my boys are growing older and it's more kind of the older parents that kind of notice me and, you know, most of them are like, do you know, do you know who he is? And most of the kids are like, who's that? <laughs> and I mean, I haven't played for the All Blacks uh, for seven years, uh, but I guess, I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't think I'd ever become an All Black or even play professional rugby. So um just blessed to do it. And I think um, at the same time, it's just getting to play against um, the opposition, you know, the teams like Australia, South Africa and England and get to travel to those places. So um, just grateful for what, what rugby's given me, really. How, was there yeah. any any ever interest from league, Ma? Yeah, there was uh, an interest back in 2007. So I, I mean, I made my debut for the All Blacks 2003, managed to go to the Rugby World Cup, which was in Australia. And then um, by past four, four years later, I actually missed out on the Rugby World Cup squad for 2007. And I I was at the end of my contract for Rugby Union, and um, I was just in and out of the side. You know, I was playing good footy, then I wouldn't play well, and then I was in and out of the side getting dropped a lot. So I, I, I just thought, look, an opportunity came to play for... You know, in the NRL. And the team, the actual team was the Tigers. Um, this was 2007, around October. And Tim Sheen actually flew over to New Zealand. He came to Wellington Airport. And we sat down for a couple of hours talking about, you know, my transition into the game. And Benji Marshall called me as well. And, I mean, I was excited to, to change codes. But at the same time, I was um, kind of a little bit, scared because I didn't know, you know, if I would go far or um, the leap was too far. So in the end, I, I opted to um, just stick with rugby union. I said, no, nah, I'm just going to give it another crack. And then you fast forward two years later, we, we actually saw the kangaroos in England. And uh, Brad Thorne was in our side because, you know, he was in the All Blacks for four years. And I actually saw Tim Sheen at the, at, at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, um, you know, it was actually a good option to stay but he just said you know you, you you would never know that what would have happened if you came but I mean what happened in the end making the All Blacks again he just said look it was, a, it, was a, it was a great choice and it was you know good to talk anyway so yeah Do you think if you didn't play in 2003 for the All Blacks in the World Cup and you didn't get picked and you're, go, you're saying you were in and out do you think you might have gone to league if you hadn't had a taste of of a World Cup? Um I think I probably would have because, you know, even if I didn't make the All Blacks, it was more, you know, that was the ultimate goal. But if, you know, that didn't happen, it was always um, that excitement of trying to play in the NRL. Um, and I know for a fact there's a lot of rugby union players that even when we do train for rugby union, we're always trying to play league um, for our warm-ups, you know, and we're always receding, I mean, reciting, you know, legends from league and, um, you know, some some guys can transition easy, some guys can't. So uh, I think now it's, it's almost like I would I would I would never know how I would have went. Uh, right now, well, it hasn't exactly been a golden year for the All Blacks. Um, watching on there from well, you're spending time in New Zealand now, but then watching on from afar when you've been playing in San Diego. What's your um, what's your appraisal of the All Blacks if they are to get back to their absolute best and the World Cup's just around the corner? What has to be done? Yeah, I think it's been an uh, an eye-opening year, really, because, um, 
Oh, I've said it before that they, they lost a home series uh, for the first time in about 80, 80 odd years. Uh, and, you know, they've broken through records, losing to a few nations that they haven't lost to ever. So, you know, they lost for the first time to Argentina and, and, and New Zealand. So, a bit vulnerable at the moment. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the other nations are getting better and better. Um, you know, we, we still have to improve um, on the field. And as you see, we, we're, we're overseas on the end of year tour, and it's not easy. Um, they did play Wales on the weekend and, and, and won comfortably, but Scotland's around the corner and England as well. So, um Northern Hemisphere is doing something right because, um, you know, they're all ranked in the top four and also South Africa. You would have seen South Africa's in the URC, which makes only Australia and New Zealand in the Super Rugby together. And, I mean, they do have to change a lot for next season. It's, it's more about being consistent, I think. Um, I'm hoping that they, they stick to the same side because sometimes, you know, you, you change a side all the time and you don't get the combinations right. So... Um, always supporting the boys, and um, you know everyone always wants to beat us, and that's kind of what we hold dear is, is never wanting to lose. What have you made of Roger uh, Tuivasa-Shek's transition over to the fifteen men um, game? I think he's um, he's been going good. Yeah. I think you know they haven't given him a lot of opportunity in the black jersey. Um, they probably haven't really nullified what position. He should be playing. He, you know, he's played at 12 and a few times coming off the bench at 13 and on the wing. So um, they haven't put him at fullback. Um, but I know for him, you know, he, he killed him in, in the NRL. It's more or less trying to find his feet. Yeah. And it's not easy coming from rugby league and you're actually trying to play for the All Blacks because, uh, you know, you're under such, under the microscope all the time and, you know, you're getting watched 24-7. So he is playing for the All Black 15 this weekend against the Barbars, which, um, you know, he needs a bit of game time. And hopefully next year for the Super Rugby, he's just he's just playing. You know, that's all you need to do. And, and footy is just keep playing all the time. Aqua Rugby. Uh, you're an ambassador for Aqua Rugby, uh, Martin. I mean, we, we, um, we've been speaking about it for a number of weeks. We've got it here. Uh, we'd like to think that our venue is fantastic. You can play it off the beach. You can play it in Sydney Harbour. Um, what do you think, if, you, if you're talking right now to, to fans that don't know too much about it, what's the best thing about Aqua Rugby? Oh, I think Aqua Rugby's just an exciting opportunity to come and watch. You know, it's a three-day floating rugby festival in Manly at the beach where, you know, you can watch from ashore or you can watch on a few yachts. And on a 30 by 30 metre floating pontoon where tries are scored, you know, in the water. And I guess um, if it does get serious, shoulders on, really, and you can get tackled down <laughs> on the sideline. So um, anyone can jump on. I guess, you know, all the teams have been entered and um, we'll see what happens when, you know, they have those celebrity matches where you've got the Reds playing the Tars and the All-Wicks players, uh, how seriously it would get. And I'm sure um, it's probably compulsory to wear a mouth guard. Yeah, I was going to ask <laughs> you, what are you going to don? Are you going to don the budgie smugglers or boardies? <laughs> what's going to be what's going to be your uh, choice of clothing downstairs I've heard just I've heard just with boardies yeah um I think it's um I'm I'm captain of the Pacific team so I'll just have to see who's on my side really yeah right you're right I, and the hopefully other... some ex, ex, ex players I, I'm not sure who's on the side but I'm looking forward to it now you're 40 years of age you're still looking terrific Nick 
is it got anything to do? Are you still a vegetarian? Oh, I was for a fair bit. Yep. Two and a half years ago, but I um, yeah, I had to add fish and chicken to my diet, which uh, I missed a lot. So yeah, and uh, red meat once a week. So once a week. So why happen, why did you go off? Because I know after that, remember that show on Netflix, but boys, what was that called? Oh, the Game Changers, Game Changer. Yeah. When um, and everyone was talking about that, a lot of people were of the belief that it wasn't sustainable. And so is that what you found? No, well, my son actually doesn't eat meat. Oh, okay. He's 10 years old now, but, um, you know, we were were in France for four years. I was, you know, as you do, you try and make their dinners lamb and uh, a bit of beef, and he he just wouldn't eat it. So I just thought, you know, he didn't like the taste, and I was trying to force-feed him as, as you do as dads, trying to get your kids and your sons to eat protein but um yeah we we found that we would go out for dinner and he would have to we would have to make a dinner box for him because he wouldn't touch any food so i just thought look i'll, I'll try uh vegetarian for two years i was actually come back to new zealand in 2019 to to try and make your blacks again so I, I tried it for a lifestyle change and, and for my son but i found that it helped um just more the gut really for me yeah. and um you know it helped me through my training and, and more about my sleep and um, you know I think everyone finds their own way in terms of why they change their diet so um, I mean it's pretty good mm. Interesting stuff now one last one uh, because it's the big topic on uh, this particular program and you'll understand why we rate 1.1 because you mm. know we, we tap into what people are talking about and today it's the top 20 ice creams all time and of course you get in the top 20 you get down to the top 5 and it's controversial Ma, Nonu, can I ask you right now, for the record, your favourite ice cream all time? Um, do you have one? That, a standout favourite ice cream? Mm. Yes. I think for Good me, it's, I, I just like, I, I like all, all things chocolate. So, um, you know, I can't, if it was chocolate ice cream, that's, that's about it. I'm not really picky right. in terms of, um, I try and stay away from ice yeah. cream really because um, it doesn't help. But, mm. I mean, I love, I love sugar, but. Only during yeah. Christmas times where, you know, I would stuff my face, so <laughs> chocolate. All right. Can you confirm in New Zealand, so we had Bubble Bill, Bubble Bills have made the top 10. Did you have a Bubble Bro in New Zealand? Is it is it the same? Did they have Bubble Bills or Bubble Bros? What, what do they have No, no, there? we, we, we have that? Bubble Bill. It's, it's the... You had Bubble Bill. All kind right, of the cowboy guy on the Yeah. Yeah, with a, and he, and yeah, that's him. Yeah, with a gum. And he's bugle. Yeah, he had the bubblegum yeah. nose. Yeah, bubblegum bugle. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. It'd that's, be hard. Uh, it'd be very hard being in the States and trying to stay away from junk food, wouldn't it? Because it's everywhere over there. Oh, it is. But there are some nice options. I guess in San Diego, the best places to go are the Mexican places. Yeah. Um, we found a nice spot, which you had fish tacos for a dollar, um, which was pretty good. But me and my family did Taco Tuesday, and there's all sorts there. But the big, the chain ones, you, you just stay away from. Yeah. But, what, and what about the kids? Are the kids getting around it? Yeah, the kids, um, and they, they all things America, really. Yeah. It's, it's, everything's just massive and, and, and large, I guess, the size portions. And where in New Zealand, you think it's a small, but in, in America, it's, it's actually small as a large. Yeah, that's right. They and, always um, supersize you, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Good luck with Aqua Rugby. That starts on Thursday down next to Manly Wharf. Um, you can head down to Manly and visit aquarugby.com for more information. 
We want to thank you sincerely for coming on the program because, uh, legend, you can be very proud of what you've achieved in your rugby career, and it's still going. I mean, you are still living a rugby dream playing out of San Diego and now going to be playing off Manly Wharf on a floating pontoon 30 by 30. Uh, all the very best, and thank you for going on the record with your favourite ice cream. We much, much appreciate it. No worries. Thank you very much, guys. All thank you. And, uh, hope, hope to see you guys this weekend. Thanks, brother. Take care. Okay. See you guys. One of the greatest centres ever mm. to play rugby union. He would, have, he would have ever. He would have done it on his ear playing league. I reckon he would have been ended up in the yeah. back row though. There must be quite yeah. a few of those sort of players that slip through the cracks. Probably don't get a gig for the All Blacks. They could potentially try their hand at rugby league. Well, you hear what he said, and I, I've heard this before from another player. I don't want to put his name, but he's saying it was the fear of oh, coming over to and, and not. And not making it in league, you know, it was mm. not. I suppose the, not the embarrassment, but going over after being an All Black. But you look at his highlights and the way he yeah. plays, he suits rugby league. Vossi, who have been yeah. some of the good and Fletch, who have been some of the? Well, Mark Ellis came over, played a season for the in the Warriors' first year, ninety five. Uh, who you call? Oh, oh, Mark Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark Ellis. Yeah, Mark Ellis. Yeah, no, that, well, they had John Kerwin. John the All Blacks, yeah. the um, Warriors yeah. had John Kerwin, but got him at the back end. You know, maybe at his absolute peak uh, might have performed, but John Kerwin never really made a, a stamp in the league. But it was great to have him because, you know, of an interest point of yep. view, there's a, there's a bit of PR to be involved with all of that. Um, it's interesting, dual internationals. I haven't, like, when was the last time Fletcher said in rugby league commentary, oh, he's a dual international, like a Michael O'Connor? I actually found mm-hmm. myself saying that as recent as, you know, a couple of nights ago, the Australian women's team. Um, the Gillaroos yeah. actually have now fully-fledged dual internationals. So yeah. uh, very talented female athletes who have played for the Wallaroos at this tournament are now playing for the Gillaroos for the first time and become dual internationals. Not an expression that you get to use in men's rugby league for well, for decades, really. No. Well, who's the last one? Snoz, Michael O'Connor. You know, it was Ray Price. You, oh, you mean going this way? Rogers, going this way? You mean coming Matt from the dark Rogers, side? Coming to yeah, yeah, that's team. right. Coming from the dark side to rugby league, not not Matt Rogers from league to no. union or Wendell or Lottie. I'm talking rugby union to rugby league. Michael O'Connor, yeah, Matthew Ricky? Ridge, Matthew or Ridge, it's Ricky, Ricky, Matthew Ridge. Yeah. Got to go a fair way back, don't we? We're not talking anyone in the 2000s. Anyone post 2000? Um, good question. Our listeners be. will come up with it. I think uh, Brooksy's googling. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're there for. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, I just got to go to the text. This is James. James wants to know the guy we were talking about with the nudity uh, and the clickbait mm. was the guy Mark Flanagan, Mark Flash Flanagan, Andrew Voss. Mm. Well, I, I'd rather protect the identity of the person, mm. but yes, their initials were MF. Okay, well, speaking <laughs> about initials, boys, Andrew Voss stands for <laughs> A, yes. always, and negative D, dude. Reg- are regarding everything whimsical, vigorously opposes satirical, satirical, <laughs> satirical, satirical subjects. Love the show. Lundy's just given you. What a thought's gone into that, Lundy. That's a beauty. Lundy. Lundy's very clever. I think Lundy and Hector might live yeah. next door to each other. You haven't met Hector yet, have you? Yeah. Uh, Andrew? No, I haven't had the grace. I've, I've, I've listened from afar and obviously the great admirer of Hector. Yeah, well, um, if, if you're as, out there... As we all are at SEM. Hector, if you're out there, please call in. Please call in. Yep. 
All right. Well, there we go. And some tip for the breakfast program here from uh, one of the listeners. Uh, lads, I'm a huge fan of Ossie and Brandy in the morning. Thank you. But the run home is a narrow leader due to lunatics like Hector, mm. Bronco Willie, and how you're getting it, Liam. Little advice, Fossey. Hire some absolute loose maniacs and the AM show will be on par. So thank you for the tip. I'll make a note of that. Make a little memo, Brandy. Just Thank you. Um, it's it's almost time for the news. We might even hit the news on time this, this is... time. And again, good morning to the person in the room next door. Just to let you know, it is uh, 5.30 in the morning. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Yeah, well, it's all, Joel's actually kicking back today. He could be anything. He could be, you know, just out in the backyard, just contemplating life, but he's not on air. Uh, he will be back tomorrow. Uh, Vossi here with uh, Fletch, and we're halfway through the program, and Adam has called in on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've sort of swung around to a bit of dual international discussion. Adam, good afternoon. Good boys, how are you? Good ads. Real good. Uh, Brent Thorne would be the last dual international play for two different countries, though. Who was that, mate? Sorry, you just broke up. Brad Thorne. Oh, yes. Brad Thorne, yes. Yeah, yeah, and, went, and, and, then and then went back to being on All Black at the end of his career. Yeah, he's done the switcheroo three yeah. times. Yeah. But what did that mean? Was yeah, he was, was he an all-black before he came to the league? I don't think he was, was he? Did no, he go, no. He, no, he wasn't an all-black when he came across the league. No. He's definitely. gone the other way. We're trying to talk of uh, rugby union to league, dual international. Mm. What about Jason Robinson? Yeah, no, I, I'm Gibbo's going with you, Ads. Here. Jason um, Robinson? From over in the Super League, he played. Wasn't he playing NRR Super League and then went and played for England in the Rugby yep. Union? Here's to you, Jason Robinson. <laughs> uh, the great Stephen Seabrook, aka Erie. Shout out to Erie. He's just texted me. And he said Scott Goulet. Scotty Goulet obviously played. You think he played one Test for Australia? And numerous. that's nineties. Yeah, you that's want... not two. As we said, we're going back pre two thousands. Yeah, you want two thousand. You want a bit of two thousand blood, don't yeah. you? The noughties. The noughties. Um, the what about any of those? Yeah, no, that's good. Good question. Someone will come anyway, up. Anyway, Adam, no, good good man for ringing in about... And, and Brad Thorne, what a player too. Geez, good. he's an impressive speaker, Brad Thorne. Yeah. I've seen him and you hear his life story and things like that. He's very impressive, Brad Thorne. I, I think he'd, you can understand why he got into the coaching. I think he'd um, be a pretty, pretty good leader as well um, there. Bradley Thorne. Big him. Uh, Bronco and... Big him. A big, yeah, big man. He's a big human. Um, and, and as for that, also today, people say Mark Flanagan. Mark Flanagan is that former Wigan player who had the nudity story about you. Mm. The person that I spoke to did speak about the size of your head, Brian. Mm. That people said that it leaves a lasting impression on people. A big the size head. of your uh, bear's head. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that amazing that you leave that mark on people? Yeah, well, I mean, it's... They just say you had a massive head. Massive I, head. I did. Because <laughs> you had to wear... That's your... We had to wear those hats... You know, in the old days, you had to wear those, you know, the the old old style English hats, and I had Hats, to, yeah. yeah, I had to get a bigger one, which much to the delight of my <laughs> teammates. Right. Nothing wrong with yeah, big head. My, mother, my mother say, says, oh, I remember the yeah, big head, big say, Remember that time Fletch scored that try and all this sort of thing. You've got a former player who says, I just remember Fletcher's big head. Mm-hmm. Um, it is four thirty-seven Australian time. It is time for the news.
Thank you. Thank you, April. Um, and it's great to be with you on the run home. We're now past the halfway mark of the show. Quite incredible. And we are in for the best final um, 90 minutes or just under that you've ever heard. Again, there'll be another nomination for an ACRA in the result of that. Now, just on the tweet, um, got, a, got a tweet here. Fletch. Yep, tweet, um, tweet I away. mentioned Arch Tembackers. I can't remember how Arch Tembackers got a run. You were asking me about radio in the old days or something off the top of the program. We went off a different tangent. There's a fun fact from a tweeter listening. said, Vossi and Fletch, in regards to Arch Tembackers, did you know his daughter is married to former West Indian all-rounder Carl Hooper? Cool. Fun fact. No. Arch Tembackers. Who? Daughter married Carl, Carl Hooper. Uh, um, excuse my ignorance, but who is Arch? What was his role? Arch... He was a uh, well. He came over from Adelaide, overnight radio host, mm-hmm. um, and uh, got into Sydney radio doing overnights in Sydney. I don't know whether he got in the day shift or not, but Arch Tembackis, very sort of pre-Stan Zamanic. Oh, okay. But he was the master of just basically blatantly um, just promoting or getting food or you know there's there other things about art. But I think Arch he, he ended up dying of a heart attack. I think from. The arteries clogged from all the food that he ate that he just advertised for on air. But anyway, there's, right. there's the arch Was he, he wasn't a shock jock? Oh, a little bit. No, a little bit shock. Yes, he was a little bit shock. Okay. Shock. Yeah, he did like to. Would you know. classify yourself as a shock jock? Brandy definitely is. When Brandy oh, gets Brandy going, is, he Brandy's shocks clickbait. everyone. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah, he's clickbait. Brandy, not myself. No, I'm just, just a bus driver. <laughs> no, just steer the show <laughs> through the wilderness. Ah, but out of it. Which is what we're doing now. Um, this one, re-rugby players making the switch to rugby league. Who can forget Alan Jones? Ill-conceived recruitment of Brian Smith, thus consigning Gary Freeman to reserve grade, ultimately seeing him leave the club. Yeah, there were a few mm. rugby players. Uh, I think Perry Smith came across. Cameron Douglas was another rugby union player, came across. But they never made, exactly. they uh, never became dual internationals, did they? No. Not, no. Not, well, they barely played first grade. Correct. So, yeah. We've got a caller yeah. there, Andrew. Oh, not Pedro. Yeah, it's Pedro the he, Rooster. Pe- oh, no. oh, he's going to talk about ice cream. Pedro, what tickles your fancy? Giddy up. Hi, boys. How are you going? Um, just a forehand. I know it's um, a lot earlier, but the great Johnny Brass uh, played for the Wallabies and then came over and played for the Roosters in the 70s. Uh, obviously, way off to the, the, the noughties. Bossy. Yes, correct. Yeah. Under 75 the years. Well, he's part of the um, <laughs> 38 nil, wasn't he? He was part of the 38 nil against the Dragons. So, yeah, yeah, you're way out of the range, Pedro. You're right. But self-admitted, you're way off. Still a genius. Now, I don't know if you've wrapped your laughing gear, Fletcher, around this new ice cream, but it's like a Mr. Whippy. It's a Cornetto, but there's a, like a little helmet, a plastic helmet on top. Mm. Have you have you squeezed squeeze these things? No, I... And they taste like... I haven't. They taste like Mr. Whippies. Like they, they've got a little plastic helmet to, to stop the, you know, anything getting crushed up top. Yeah. Right? And and you take the little helmet off. It's like a Cornetto come drumstick. Sensational. All right. Okay. I reckon, I reckon that once it tastes fun, I reckon she's in your top ten straight off the bat. Well, the Cornettos are, at the moment, uh, is number two as we go to the top-ranking ice cream. So Cornetto definitely was number was number two. This is this is Cornetto on steroids, mate. It's that good. Okay. Let's get it from the Shire then. Uh, Cornetto number two, yeah. Oh, it's, got, it's a bit like the pizza chair to stop the pizza sticking on it. Is that what, you, is that what you're yeah, saying? That's what, yeah. Very, so. very similar. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got a, like, as I say, a plastic hood on it. Yep. And, um, yeah, so it looks like a Mr. Whippy. And somehow it tastes like one. 
Okay. You know, it's not hard ice cream. It's nice. It's soft. Good on Unbelievable. Yeah. Well Get done. your half and gear around one of those. Don't things. agree with me. Well I, 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 I don't think that's right. That's like Andrew Matthew Johns. I mean, what? I, I don't see how... Well, I'm saying Andrew Johns is the immortal... Yeah, and you can't say that Matthew Johns. You're saying that it could be. It tastes like a Mr. Whippy, but it's not Mr. Whippy. You know, it's got the same surname, but it's not not the same. No, I think he was I just saying it, it's got a similar it. texture. It's got the helmet on it. Yeah, similar texture. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't find it. I'm saying that the Cornetto's now Matty Johns, and the new this other one's Andrew Johns, Joey Johns, the greatest of all yeah. time. No, that's, that's right. So it's gone up. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. all right. There all right. we go. Um, all right. So Pedro, power. thanks for that. Thanks, boys. If we had any prizes, probably send you one, but uh, not to worry. Uh, this one, I don't know where we're going with this, but the text just says, how good was Baz and Pilko on 2UW? <laughs> how good was Baz and Pilko? I think they came from interstate as well and got a run on Sydney Radio. Baz and Pilko. I remember, they used to give away. That's good. They used Baz to give away, and uh, who was it that won? Oh, Goggles. Goggles from Mascot. He <laughs> won the birthday, and he won 23 grand. Went to school, Goggles. Shout out yeah. to uh, one of the Mascot Jets boys. Uh, Vossi, I think we've got to go to a break, but before we go here, Michael Checker, dual international coach starting from rugby. Matt from the Gold Coast. Well done, son. That's the sort of yeah, stuff we yeah, need. Yeah, that's true. He's going good. So, and, and you said, so he said in the space of a few weeks, he has beaten England at Twickenham yep. and beaten Jamaica in rugby league. Yep. So there you go. No one's ever done that, ever, ever. In the history of sport, no one has beaten those two back-to-back in different codes. No one will ever match that, ever. We'll take a break on the run home with Fletch and Vossi. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEN. Uh, By the way, Socceroos squad has been announced for the World Cup and 17 of the 26 will be playing at their first World Cup. So that's a big thrill. Well done to the 26 uh, selected. Um, and uh, that is big news today. So the World Cup just around the corner. Now, on the text, uh, Fletch, just an amazing text has just come through, and where we've gone through talking radio, Arch Tembacus gets a mention. Then someone texts in that Arch Tembacus daughter married, fun fact, Carl Hooper. The latest text has come in, said, text, I, uh, guys, I have seen Carl Hooper clothes shopping at my local Kmart in Adelaide. <laughs> so wow. we've got a listener on an SEN app in yeah. Adelaide <laughs> listing who has spotted Carl Hooper clothes shopping at Kmart. So he's he's it he's it you know, not flush. He's not he's not uh, buying Burberry, is he? Or he's he's not at a Hugo Boss. He's uh, Kmart getting his clothes. He, he missed the uh, IPL, didn't he? I got another one here too. Yeah. Years and years ago, I picked up Arch Tembacus from the Two UE car park one afternoon. Wow! Ooh, picked him up. No, no yeah. name. I picked him up. There at we the, go. In the hey, we've got some breaking news here. Well, she might like Ooh. this. This is a courtesy of Ben Damon. He tweeted this: Ooh. the legendary Jeff Fennick has been retroactively awarded a fourth world title after the WC Boxing Review, the judging of the highly controversial draw with Azuma Nelson in 1991. So he is now... What? Yes, so Jeff Fennick... 31 years on, they've decided to look at it. Yep. Three decades. Three decades. So he's now a four-time. So I'll have to change the Wikipedia page. Good on you, Jeff. Well done. I don't know... Well, how do you feel about that? How many, do they look at every fight again? Now, they've waited 31 years to correct this. 31 yep. years. Are they going over every fight all time now? Well, that's, I, well, this I don't was, know where that can be done, can it? Yes, it can. Absolutely. I remember watching this, and he was robbed. Yeah. I know there's a lot of 
controversial decisions in boxing, but that was one that should have mm. never – we should have never got this far. So I reckon it's great that they've finally – at least they've admitted it. Do you think they might have to wait till the judges might have passed on? Do you think? Well, I'm going to say – what about our listeners come up with rugby league games that they believe now they should go back and review and we overturn the result? Okay, Tigers. Come up with a few. Tigers they and cows. go back and watch. Overturn results. Change the course of history. Well done, Jeff Finnick. Yeah. Four-time champion. Well done. Well done. Interviewed Azuma Nelson back in the day. I thought he was a fascinating character. Is he still uh, with us, Azuma Nelson? He was one of the more interesting people I ever spoke to. Yeah. yeah is he still with us? Azuma Nelson. Yes. Yeah, I'd say probably he's going to take him. Is this a betting gamble responsibly for five for five bucks? Yeah, I'll say he's alive for five five, five quid five. or five bucks. Five, five quid. Yeah, I'll say quid. I'll, I'll say he's mate. still alive. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> well, who's going to pay? He said, "What price we're getting? He's alive." Yeah. Well, that Brooksy, that... you want to take our money? He's alive. He's, he's with alive. us. Yeah, lock, lock yeah. It in. Good Sixty-four. Stuff. Uh, um, Bazin Pilko. Would... Dan, is he Ghanaian? Oh, Ghanaian, yes, yes, yes. Yes, he is. And Baz and Pilko were big Magpie supporters, and when they finished their breakfast show, they'd go to the... Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Yeah, let's hope your run home is a smooth one, that we're not too distracting for you, that you haven't had to pull over or anything. But um, I, I must say the first two hours has been very interesting, Fletch. Yeah, very it has interesting. been. The I've ice cream a, debate is... I've got a text here, quickly. Joel Kane, because you are asking where Joel Kane was. Joel Kane spotted at Minto Pizza Hut. Uh, going for the all-you-can-eat buffet. He's been there since 10 a.m. <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't it a two-hour that's, limit? That's... I thought it was two hours. Joel Kane. Well, listeners, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Where have you spotted Joel Kane today? We don't know where he is. Can't find him. Thoughts? Big last hour. No, you won't want to miss it. The run home right here on the home of sport, SEN. It is uh, Voss in for Joel today with the Gundy of Radio, Mr. Brian Fletcher, who is occasionally nude. Thank you. <laughs> The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Uh, it is great to be with you on, uh, I don't even know what day it is. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. <laughs> is it Tuesday afternoon? Tuesday afternoon it is, yes. Yeah. Run home. Um, Joel kicking back, or oh, there's been some sightings of him. We believe yeah. he has been spotted for a number of hours at the Minto All-You-Can-Eat Pizza Hut. Yes, um, and if you've got any more reports, share them with us on the text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Massive last hour, huge uh, coming up for Hyundai. Hey Andrew, I've I've been getting uh, Instagrammed, uh, not abuse, but some people mm. were saying Fletch, I disagree because remember last time we had you last Thursday, I was discussing mm. with you and I found the food in the early two thousands in the north of England not crash hot, and a mm. couple of people in, um, direct messaged me and said Fletch, you're off your head. It's awesome up there. Have you found yep. anything, especially breakfast? They were saying breakfast can be um, quite nice. Have you found any sort of good cuisine? St- stumbled on something. Uh, well, what, one of the best meal I've ever had um, oh, in the UK is Marston's Chicken. Marston's Chicken, this little hut outside Uddersfield. Oh, do yourself a favour. But they, they don't open till 11, so you're not talking breakfast. You've got to have a very late breakfast if you want to go to Marston's Chicken. The wings, best ever. The world's best ever. But no, over here, there's a, a restaurant in Manchester, um, Dishoom, 
top Indian restaurant, but it's more popular at breakfast. The Indian breakfast. You ever had one of them? I never. What What do you People talk? say the bacon naan. They're saying, I've been told if I don't go to Dishoom for a breakfast before I leave, I am doing myself a disservice. There's a quote for you. Can you get any Rogan Josh? Rogan Josh early? Well, they must, they must, yeah. they've got a big menu, mate. It's that. Can someone help us? What is the traditional Indian breakfast? I don't know. I don't know. Are there many, are there many Indian restaurants in Australia, in Sydney, that do breakfast? That do breakfast? I I know, I've never come across any. Never come across any. This is We're talking big city, big restaurant, like really classy joint, but they, they open for breakfast, a full-on Indian menu, and it's packed every day. People claim it's the best ever. Right. Bacon naan. I want to go back to this chicken joint. So it's only wings. Yeah. And they. Oh no! Oh, a bit of other. But I had the wings because it, then it wraps. It is a hut, so small on the side of a road. It is renowned across, known by everyone in the UK. Right. Marston's Chicken, and when it reopened after COVID, they had to call in police because the queue was so long. And you can only fit two people in there. A bloke takes your order out in the street. The queue goes down the road. A bit like uh, Ferg Burgers. We were talking about that in Queenstown. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Is it Ferg Burgers or Ferg? What is it? Ferg. Oh, Ferg. Yeah, Ferg Burgers. Ferg. It's a bit like that. So the queue goes down the street. But this is for chicken. And the bloke came on and said, this is the best chicken in the world, he said. And he was right. Like, if this, if Marston's chicken had been found, there'd be no colonel. The colonel might as well just give it up. Just Marston's chicken is greatly superior to anything Colonel's put out in the Dirty Bird Stakes. Oh, we've so, got a protest here, Vossi. Sorry. We've got a protest Hold all here. tickets. Protest. Uh, that rumour of Joel being a Minto pizza is false. I just drove past Misty's and I saw Joel standing out the front looking nervous. <laughs> Not sure what Misty's is. But Misty's no, must be some sort of... I don't know. Uh, Car wash. Dan Bronco just spotted Joel Kane leaving a McDonald's toilet block and not washing his hands. Oh, that will be a thousand yes. A grade hats. Thanks, Dan the Bronco. Uh, oh, Lundy's back. Yeah. Lundy is back in a big way. Uh, Vossi, you would assume they would be busy for dinner. What's that mean? Well, the restaurant was called Dissume. 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 Yeah, dish, dash, dash. Oh, I'll have to check the name of it. But it's big. It's big. It's very popular. Everyone okay. knows about it here. Uh, Dishoom, I think it's called. D-I-S-H-O-O-M. All right. Very now it's time for, uh, now it's time for this segment, uh, Vossi. Just stand by. It's time now for Merv's Memorable Memorabilia with your host, Brian Bearshead Fletcher. Okay. So this is Merv's Memorabilia, which is a site I came across, uh, Andrew, in Somalia. Remember his website was... Uh, the Somalia handle. We tracked it down. Anywho, a lucky fan who caught Tiger Woods hole-in-one golf ball expected to go over $80,000 at auction. Tiger Woods accomplished the rare feat of a hole-in-one in his first professional event back in 1996 in the Great Milwaukee Open. Greater Milwaukee Open. Uh, the then 20-year-old's titleist can be purchased uh, with a bidding open for the next two weeks. $80,000, but it's a rare piece of memorabilia. You know why? Because while Woods has won 82 PGA tournaments and 15 majors, he's only hit two other hole-in-ones at PGA, PGA events in the last 26 years. Is that, is that the whole segment? 
No. Now we <laughs> No, right, okay. No, so what we do now is we go I'll onto the we go onto the site and we have a look at other things. Uh, and we sometimes they're anonymous. Here we've got keys to a Winnebago and a Nutri Bullet with the keys there's a key ring on there saying E W. <laughs> Oh, right. EW. Oh, what would that be? Earl. Earl Woods. Earl Woods. Earl Woods. That's the dad. Oh. Yeah, we've got some Earl dancing Woods dollars from uh, a Honolulu nightclub. <laughs> uh, so it must be a strip joint. I think it's Robin Allenby's. <laughs> Robin Allenby's thing. Could be. Mm. Anything well, there that's... from anything else you've got there, Brooksy? Sign Hooters menu. With JD on it. L, it says long, long JD. Daly. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a few. Uh, what brief, have you got? A few briefcases here. I think yeah. this this must be from Australia somewhere. CS, CS. What? What's the briefcase, Cameron Smith? <laughs> well, it's just full of oh. I don't know, like, bills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Nah, not a good one. No worries. Bossy. Have I got anything? Oh, I've just got. <laughs> Very hard yeah, to get into. The same. Um, just an old Cobra. What, what, what about this, boys? I want, to, I want to go around the room here. Yeah. Are, are you a fan of memorabilia? Up. Like when you go to an auction, are you buying memorabilia? Yes. Are, are you, Voss, you got some in your joint? Yeah, I hoard. Oh, yeah, Harold. So, yeah, I, I keep the weird <laughs> shit and get rid of the, the good stuff, probably. Guilty of, you know, so I'll keep the quirky stuff, you know, just. What, what's quirky? Just old bits and pieces. Oh, well, you, you know, you had a lad, Rams, bar runner, and stuff like that. Hunter Mariner's beer coaster. Good job. That's the sort of gear that I like. Yeah. Right. What's what's yeah. the top of the pyramid? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Vossi, what's at the top of the pyramid of uh, memorabilia? Would it be a signed jersey? Would it be? I don't know. Like, is it is it a a trophy, oh, like be, a ring, yeah, or a championship worn, ring, or? as worn jersey by Fred Pagano the day you know cracked the sixty tackle mark, maybe mm. for either Souths or Newtown or Cronulla. Fred Pagano signed by jersey. Like I'll throw it out there, listeners. How much would you pay? Fred Pagano signed. Day crack sixty tackles. Name your price. I reckon they'll be flooded with offers. I'd like Michael Jordan jersey signed. Oh, all right for me. Oh, that's your game. I, I, yeah, that or or someone someone that at top of their game game worn jersey. I'd like Tom Carroll's gaff helmet when he won Pipe Masters. That'd be my go-to. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind Steph Gilmore's jersey with a signature when she won her latest That's a good world one. title. Mm. I reckon that's that'd a be beauty. good. Or Mick, or Mick or Steph. Still, Steph's got more pull. John, John, even oh, it'd probably have to be Steph though. I think. Yeah. I don't think anyone will get eight titles. Well, hey, besides listen, Kelly. Well, okay, on memorabilia mm. with Jeff Finney, you've got all that huh. memorabilia. You've you've bought pictures now that said three-time world champion. Yeah. Is there people? Yeah, people are going to have to get the inscriptions changed and all that. It's, it's no, an operation goes... signed thus by the three-time champion. It's now the four-time champion. Flipping it, Vossi. What about if you had the gloves of that fight that ga- oh, that is now that's... the fourth? Yeah. Like that is just the hottest property. So hot what, right now. I tell you what's hot right now: the scorecard. Scorecard. The scorecard <laughs> from that with all the sweat on it from the rep, the judges. Ticket there. stub. Well, hang on a second. Not bad. What about the person who bought Azuma Nelson's gloves? Oh. Thinking that he'd won the fight. Yeah. Now they're not. Now it's a... Enron shares. Out of the price there, out of the market. Now they're not worth... I can see that in the Ghanaian... He lost the fight. Ghanaian <laughs> cash <laughs> converters right now as we speak. <laughs> That's it. Just, I've, I've got one here. I've got one here. We're talking about could you turn back time uh, and change the results. 
who was this? I oh, know name. He he wanted the 2004 Hazamel Masri double movement change. So it's a Roosters man. Ah, it's well, it from Miko. It, it wasn't a double movement. Mico. He was held up in goal. It, it took a long while to get the ball down. It wasn't a double movement. He was in goal and then had a go and then had another go and then had a go and yeah, got it down. Yeah, Crossy. Ryan Cross. You're out there, Are Crossy. you over it, Fletch? Oh, you I didn't play. It? I was in the Mighty Bunnies by then. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. I won the comp uh, for the Chooks in 2002 and in their wise wisdom, they let me go. Good point. Spoon. Ricky called me a weak gutted dog. And off I went. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just tail between my legs. Yeah. Yeah, well, That's a good one. I don't think it yeah. was a double movement. You're correct, but how long mm. are you held for? Yeah, yeah it was a fair while. Well, see, can fair I... This one, I'll, this one Sorry. says Fletch mm-hmm. uh, for you. I've got Mahatma Coates turban. What's that worth? Remember Mahatma Coates, Greg Ritchie oh, yeah. on the footy show, dressed up as Mahatma Coates. Yeah. What would that be worth these days? That'd be worth a bit. He got in a bit of strife, though, didn't he? Uh, Couldn't get away with that now. Mm. Vossi, I've got a question here. This is from Bruce from Sylvania. Mm. Vossi, who do you support in the NRL? Ooh. Well, I support the game, Fletch. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I support the no, no. game. We all as a do. Kid, Don't do that. As a kid, yes, I did go for Souths. Oof. I picked Souths as my team, but only because I was the youngest of three boys. I had to pick my own side, and I, I picked Souths because I like bunny rabbits. So there's no real oh. attachment with them. And, and then I just, you know, that was it. That's the story, Fletch, and that's it. That's a boring story, but no, that's all there is it. Is, it is, but were you, I, I'd imagine you were a fanatical supporter. Well, no, no. Of the game, I was. See, going to Leichhardt, lived near Leichhardt Oval, so would go to midweek games, so saw every team. So, Fletch, by the time you got to South Sydney, I did not care. No. <laughs> so, neither no, did South Sydney. Many orders. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't sign the petition because I just wasn't invested in the club at that time. Okay. So I didn't care. The petition said, why would you let this nudist come to our club? You know, so I didn't sign it. Okay. I didn't care. Quick quiz. I'm not passionate. Quick yep. quiz. Could you yes. name me the 1981 Newdown Grand Final side? Okay, well. Hang on, stand by. Paul Morris. Stand by. This is a good quiz. Yeah. It's not part of the quiz. Yeah. But. Well, Blacklock and Ferguson on the wings. Uh, um, yes. Paul Morris, 5'8", with Tommy in the halves. Correct. Centres, uh, Hetherington. Brian Correct. Hetherington. Yep. Great stealer. Yes. Great stealer. Yep. Um. Mick Ryan? Correct. Yes, Mick Ryan. Wow, you're flying. Uh, you're gonna have to, I'm going to have to leave fullback for the moment. We get into the forward pack. Jim Walters was a controversial starter. Uh, no, no, no. Jim no. Walters? Or no. was he off the bench? Jim Walters? Off the bench. Phil Gould, Gus, obviously. Um, Mick Pittman. Yep. Stephen Blythe. Yes. Uh, Barry Jensen then. Yep. Yes. Was he hooker? Barry yep. Jensen or could Jim Walters came in off the bench? Yep. Oh! <laughs> Who's your lock? Um, uh, oh, Graham, uh, Graham yeah. O'Grady? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Graham O'Grady. The snake. The yeah. snake was playing for Newtown there in the cool. in the team. Now, Vossi, you'll get this. The yeah. fullback. The Easy. Fullback. I must get the fullback. Oh, he, um, uh, Phil Sixworth. What's a packet of? <laughs> yeah, of course. Phil Sixworth, 81 grand final. So there you go. Did I get, I've got most of them. Paul you, Morris was a good one to get. The young 5'8 playing outside of Tommy. Now, they had 13 sitting on the bench. If you can get six mm. of them. <laughs> if you can get no, six, Jim Walters comes on. I guarantee Jim Walters play. Yeah, but there's thirteen named on the bench. Oh, what the, what's the quiz? Is this thirteen? This, this is Bearshead's quiz. Came, yeah, Indian breakfast. <laughs> Run me through six of the thirteen. 
six of the 13 bench players for Newtown in, in the 1981 grand final, which is 41 years ago. You want me yeah. to run through You're six fanatic. of the 13 players sitting on the bench for Newtown? You'll get them. All right. Jim Walters. Yep. Um, Jeff Bugden. Yes. Um, a very close, a very close relative of Jeff Bugden. Mark Bugden. Correct. Three. A a, a player who went to They're South Sydney. Halfback. No, a player who went to South Sydney in the centres. Played a long career at South in the centres. Ah, oh, jeez. Well, it wasn't one of the Pobgies. No, Correct. Of the Pobgies, <laughs> Michael Pobgie. Was it one of the Pobgies? Was it was yeah. Michael Pobgie? Was yeah. it really? Was he, and no, it was I've got another one for you. I'll give you another hint. Uh, one of the great uh, Newtown Jets of all time. Kenny Wilson. No. No. Mad as a cut snake. Wilson. Very tight oh, with Tommy. Cole Murphy. Cole, Cole Murphy. Colin Cole Murphy. Murphy. There we go. There we go. Wow. If you want the full amazing. list. Well, that's only five. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't really, but it, go away. Yeah, <laughs> Shane anyway. McKellar. Dave Mooney. Yep. Mark yep. Ogilvy, yep, and Johnny Mackay, <laughs> yeah, he did well, well though. You know. If any of those gentlemen are listening to the program right now, have we got a prize? Could we give a? It, it's let's call this Old Newtown Boys Day. If you're an old Newtown player, yep, ring the show now and we'll see what we can get you. There we go. Um, yeah, Stephen Blythe is there on the text. People are saying. Um, this one just got a text from a mate in Queenstown. He spotted Joel at Fergburger having a chizzy and a good old laugh with Captain A grade Stephen MacGyver. <laughs> so, oh, he's getting around. So, he's getting around. He's He's whipped over there for the day. Yeah. What about that? Well, so he's, he's getting around, old. Uh, we've got one here. Uh, he's down, uh, Joel Kane spotted at Caring Bar Tab telling all and sundry about fields of Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the Fields of Omar story, but it's his great. He loves it. it was his greatest, yeah. his greatest sporting story until Nathan Cleary got awarded the Clive Churchill from Nathan. Uh, Ivan gave it to Nathan. <laughs> I just stuffed that up. Nathan received it from his father. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. glad. Yeah. Andrew, you're yeah. the host. Steer this ship. <laughs> Steer this ship. 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 Uh, yeah, no, there's been big team announcements. There's a few announcements of the day that we need to get, make sure that our listeners are around, and Queensland listeners have joined us for this hour. How lucky are they? Um, we've got uh, the Rugby League draw leaked. Oh, leaked yeah. out. They're talking the Dolphins' first game is the Sunday against the Roosters at Suncorp. Yep. So that's big. The season's going to open uh, March 2 with Parramatta versus Melbourne. So Parramatta, or as the young kids these days say, Parramatta versus Oh, Melbourne. don't let me. No, it's versus. They say versus. Versus. Verse. Yeah, I verse them in verse. round one. Verse. That sucks. I verse them. Yes, I know. Okay. Uh, and the Premiers will have a home game against the Broncos on the Friday night. There's some of the future matches. Tigers are going to game at Leichhardt Oval to kick off the season. I reckon that's exciting. Yep. Tim Sheens, Tigers Leichhardt. You'd, you'd reckon you could sell that out, don't you think? Who are they playing? First game, new Andrew? season. Tigers. I think it might be Titans, is it? The Tigers, Titans, Titans, 6 p.m. I'll be getting on the yeah, Tigers, Tigers, Tigers with all the money I have. St- still daylight savings. So the game will be at light, you know, a Sunday night. Don't worry, it's a school night. It's It'll be daylight. Um, Leichhardt Oval, you know, new era, Appy. Yep. Zapapali'i. Um, uh, John Bateman. You know, giddy up. Leichhardt Oval. That first Sunday. Um, then on the football front, World Cup, 17 newcomers, or 17 players who haven't played at a World Cup, will be getting their first World Cup for the Socceroos, 17 of the 26. 
Uh, Matt Ryan, one of a couple of players, or there's a few that have played in three World Cups now, which is a great achievement. And in cricket, you know, we're in cricket mode. We, we just move on. The, you know, as I said earlier, the body's still warm, the T20 body. <laughs> mm. And we just move on to an ODI squad because we're playing England next week. So we've got a 14-man squad to be skippered by Pat Cummins. And we've already named our test squad to play the West Indies. So we're in Perth from November 30 to December 4, and then Adelaide December 8 to 12. We're locked in the test side already. And that is Cummins, Boland, Scotty Boland's back, Alex Kerry, Cameron Green, Marcus Harris gets another go, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Usman Kawaja, uh, Manus Lubbershay, Nathan Lyon, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Dave Warner. There's the, there's the 13-man squad for the tests. Any of that float your boat, Fletch? I'm looking forward to the one day. I'm looking forward to how Paddy Cummins responds. You know, the great uh, Mark Wall was calling, and Ricky Ponting was saying, calling for his head, saying get out of the T20. But uh, yeah. I think um, we'll, we'll we'll give us our resident cricket nuffy. Short sure, like yeah. we we waltz in the the Test series against the Indy uh, West Indies, don't we? Yeah, we'll smash West Indies. South Africa, <laughs> South Africa's got a really good bowling lineup, so that'll be a challenge. But their top order, I think, is going to struggle. It's going to be an interesting test in the one-day uh, sides against England. England's a, quite a strong team. But, yeah, it's going to be Paddy Cummins is going to have his hands full this summer. It's the first time he's shared both roles. Mm. So that'll be interesting. And, and look, obviously, Glenn Maxwell, he, he's been in the headlines for the wrong reasons. So there's going to be players who need to bounce back. And hopefully they'll do that against an English side who's not riding high after a World Cup victory. Oh, and I'll give you some other Rugby League World Cup news. So Samoa have until 11 o'clock UK time this morning. So what's that? That's in another um, six <laughs> hours to lodge an appeal against the suspension for Junior Balo. Uh Suspended for one game, missed the semi-final. He's a big out if he's Massive out. Bit. I don't think he gets off the charge. No. Don't think he gets off the charge. But Joseph Suolihi, geez, lucky not to be suspended for the knee lift. Man, it was bad. He well, got a caution. And he's a serial offender in regards. Well, you know, he's a, he's a, a regular offender. He has a problem. He runs the ball back side and lifts his knee. It's got to be stamped out. And they're not stamping out at the World Cup. He's been given a caution. Yeah, I thought suspended. the junior bar law, he has to fight it because they can't win without him. But That's right. They have to fight it, yeah. Was it – Was it? the only vision I saw was the from behind. I didn't really see it. Raised forearm. Raised yeah, he got for feet. He got him. That's he play on. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we have um, here on the run home – uh, one of the great segments is the IMAR Tradies Insurance uh, Quiz. Yes. Uh, get an instant quote and pay the premium. Go to the website, imar.com.au, or call 13IMAR. Do you have a question? At this I do. Point? You want to uh, throw it out there now? Yes, 1300-01-1170. The, okay. What is, which horse has the most Group 1 wins in Australia? Which horse in the history has the most? It's pretty easy. Jeez. Yeah. It's, uh, she's a... Butler. Yeah. She's a beauty. Yeah. Uh, group one with the most... Horse with the yeah. group, most group ones. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, uh, and oh. Andrew. Oh, Get back to your Indian naan bread. What a diva. With bacon. Bacon. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. This is a big last half hour, and uh, we need people to come along and play the IMAR quiz. You can just call in right now, one 
11.70 is the number Fletch has uh, there in Quizmaster mode. He puts on a little hat. And what was the question to get in, Fletch? They're yep. going to answer what? Which horse has won the most group ones in Australia? Which horse? Mm. Pretty easy question when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, one three hundred. Four letters. One eleven seventy. Four letters. Four letters. That's it. W finishes with an X. And what do you win? Yeah. You know, what do you win, Andrew? Oh, jeez! I wish I had the page in front of me to let you know. It's it's good. It's a really really good prize. Um, and and thanks to Imar, we're very lucky to have this quiz. Signet um, Power Bank, and I'm also throwing it. an A grade hat in today because I feel it. good. The power bank. So now let's go to the intro and make this whole shebang official. It's time for the run home with Joel and Fletch quiz for IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate. Call 13 IMAR. There we go. I haven't got any callers here. I can't really see. So you're going to have to do it, uh, Nathan. Okay. Oh, I can see them now. There's there Nathan and George is up there. There's the, coming okay. up now. Josh is there. Can we go to Nathan? Can we go to Nathan, please, uh, Gibbo? Got three Queenslanders. Yeah, that Queenslanders rolled on it. Nathan from the sunny coast. How are you, my friend? How's the weather out there in the sunny Going coast? Going well. What's the weather like? Nathan? Hello. Yeah, what's the weather like up there? Fantastic. It's about 26 degrees. There's uh, some light wind, uh, a little overcast. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, question nice. Question one. Uh, which horse has won the most group ones in Australian Wink. history? Correct. Do you know how many? Do you know how many she's won? Uh, 25, maybe? Correct. What sporting event do they play at Flushing Meadow every year? Tennis. Yeah, what event is it? Correct. Oh, US Open. Correct. Mm. Question three. Please explain what a leap year is. Uh, three, when a year has 366 days. Yeah, where do we gain the extra day? Where does that go? Where does it sit? Which month? At the end of the year. No, but what month of no. the year no. does it sit in? Oh, February. February the what? February the 29th. There you go. Nelson Asapa Solomona was born on February the 29th. That means he's only, I think he's only five years old. He's only had five, like celebrated yeah. five or six birthdays. In is he a leap year? That's a fun fact. Oh, that's a He's great. a leap year. Nelson Asifa Solomona. It's a beauty. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, what sport do you associate with Carl Hooper? And <laughs> 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 he come up again. He's had five mentions on the show today. Yeah. Carl Hooper. Okay, question four. Uh, you're going very well here, Nathan. Now, this is going to be cryptic. What type of fish? <laughs> Sorry, name me a fish. <laughs> which has the same name as a musician in a band. Bass. <laughs> no, not. He's not a bass player. <clears throat> uh, just stay there, Nathan. We're going to go to George from Borkham Hills. Lance Bass. Well, that wasn't bad. That it was wasn't bad. Good. It was a good one. It was a good guess. George, are you there, my friend? Hello. How you going, boys? I'm going good. What type of fish has the same name as a musician in a band? Oh, mullet? Filthy <laughs> <laughs> mullet? I don't nah, know. They, that's a hit. A couple of those musicians would. No, we'll go to Josh from Caloundra. Hey, boys, how are we? Going good, Josh. Give me a, a type of fish which uh, shares the same name as a musician in a band. John, this might sound pretty, but maybe a flute? 
<laughs> no, that's a good answer. Jeez, folk, gone... that's, a, that's a folk band. Can we can we get down the genre of music, Fletch? That this, okay, this someone in a band, someone in a rock band. There we go. There's a, a rock hint. band, right? Not too many flutists. No, in a rock band. Rock band. Okay, there we're going to go, go to right, Ash. A rock band. Ash from Noosa. Uh, Ash. Uh. Hey, boys. There you go, mate. Name your type of fish, which is the same name as a musician in a rock band. Say drummer fish, but yeah, there's even such a thing. There is, yeah, oh. drummer fish. You accept that, you accept that, Anthony. Well, it's a type of fish, Andrew. I was going to no, but he said he, I was going to say he wasn't. Well, he, he said didn't it. tap the table like in poker. He didn't tap. He said I was going to say, yeah, like saying I was going to bet, but I didn't. I like the flute fish. Oh, flute fish. Or the bass. He's a bass player. Um, yeah. Okay, last question if, for you, Ash, and it's coming from. All the way over the north of England. Hit him. Who's the boss? Yes, the last question for you, Ash. You really need to be listening to the program, or you can just take a stab. It's a 50 50 question, Ash. Do you feel confident? I'm marginally confident. Okay. <laughs> Did Ma'anonu play more than or less than 100 tests for, all, for the All Blacks? Was it more than or less than 100 tests? Ma'anonu. I'll tell you, I, it's on the show. I turned it off just as that was on. Um, Ash, when did you come back? Yeah, what were you doing yeah. up there in Noosa? Did you go to the surf club? Or something? Oh, to... I, I was at work. And no, you weren't. You were bang bangs. I do, do stuff. You are bang bangs. Um, bang bang. <laughs> I'm going to say he played less. Well, that's a shame. He, that's not the answer. He played more. <laughs> You played 103, so you're gone. No, oh, don't we got one more, Andrew? Yeah, oh, no, well he's gone, but I can't. Well, I can't ask the question to the the next contestant because it, okay. it'd be like a, well, I can't. I'd have to come up with a new question. Okay, it's fine. Like, what's the rules? Come up with a new one. Come up with a new question. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, the next contestant is the number one golfer from Oyster Bay. Self-acclaimed number one golfer. Number one golfer. How are you this afternoon? Yeah, pretty good, Vossy. The IMAR Insurance Quiz. Name the set of brothers who have signed with the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins had their first training session uh, yesterday, and uh, Wayne Bennett went off. Uh, Wayne Bennett's uh, Dolphins will play the Roosters first round. We're being told next year. The set of brothers they have signed. They've come from Melbourne, the Bromwiches. The Bromwich brothers. Their names, names, Jesse and Kenny. Well done. Very, very good. I thought it was the Paul brothers. (laughs) Yeah, I go. thought they'd sign Jake and Logan. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you know, they're looking for some, oh, yeah. looking for some staunch uh, forwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we've got the two of them. So, number one golfer, you have won the Uh-oh. Signet Boost Power. Sorry. Sorry, Vossi. Sorry, it's the facts come through. Yeah, I know you haven't right. been... All over this, but I'll just quickly explain. We, we ever since we started here, I found this fax, and what comes through it is it, it, it's always addressed to dear Jared. I'm trying to track down who a Jared is that works at SEN. Um, I'm not too sure who it is, but I think it's a bit like an agony aunt column or advice. So just sit back, and I'm going to ask you if you can help out. I know you're not Jared, but um, I am 41, and my wife is 38. We have been married for five years and have a two, two-year-old daughter, and my wife is pregnant with another child, Carter. Congratulations. My sister-in-law is 33. My wife is lovely, but my sister-in-law is something else. 
curvy, sexy, and cheeky. I fancied her for years. I love my wife, and I do feel guilty about my feelings for my sister-in-law. Lately, I avoid being where she is as I start to becoming aroused when I'm around her. It is getting difficulty. It is getting difficult <laughs> for me to stop thinking about her. At a recent family event, I used photos of her on social media while I pleasured myself in the outback lavatory. Please help. Is this wrong? DJ. Please help. He said, please help. What should I be doing? Andrew. How does how does this fella here? What's his name? What he doesn't put his name to it. I'm gonna replace Andrew with Jared. Right, well. Dear, um, dear Jared Andrew. Oh mate. What does he do? I think, I think you've got to find some other interests. I think you've <laughs> yeah. got to maybe join like a stamp collector's club or something, you know, something something a little bit totally different that is non arousing. But now it's not really so that. When it's not. It's when you're emerged with it, you, yeah. you just it's your it's your it's your go to that you couldn't possibly think of the sister in law while you're doing it. But look, Andrew, listen to this. I'm going to reiterate. My sister in law is something else: curvy, yeah, yeah, yeah. sexy, yeah. and cheeky. Mm. There's three descriptions, and which gets him aroused when I'm around her. I don't think getting another hobby. I think he's just got to brush it. Stamps, if anything. There's licking. Yeah, I thought stamps. Yeah. Oh, stamps. Yeah, licking. I don't, I, yeah, bossy. No. Yeah. Yeah. Stamps. There's, yeah, like there's portraits. Stamp slamming them down. And... You lick it, you yeah. slam it, you find it. it. <laughs> nah, he can't go anywhere near. He's got a, he's got a divorce. Oh, The sister. Oh, you got to say pull up stamps. Or but you can't then go with a sister-in-law. What would be the point of that? No, I'm just saying he's, he's got no divorce. The sister-in-law sister get away from that. Unless they he oh, just gets it out of his system, porks her once, and then just let, lets it, <laughs> oh, lets it hang be. Hang on a second, that's not. I what? Don't, I don't. I don't condone that advice. Or Gibbo's yep. shaking <laughs> no, his head. No, no, yep. One pork, and then yeah. done. Clear, get it out of your system. Sweet and sour. Yeah, with a bit of sauce. Out you Back get. to Mongolia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I reckon that's 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 it. That's that's the advice yeah. right there, Fletch. Because he might get it out of his system. And this gets you <laughs> out of his sister-in-law. This gets you one point one in the ratings. This stuff. This this sort of this segment. I thought I didn't even know we finished the quiz, and you go into get the facts. I'm, well, I'm gonna I don't control. Saying, Vossi, you better respect the facts, Andrew. You you have no inkling the facts is going to go off. Exactly. I didn't think we'd finish the quiz. I didn't even announce that he got the. I didn't even announce the prize. No one golfer. He's dropped off the perch. He's not there. It's Andrew, gone. the facts has a mind of its own. Yep. I just can't I can't control the facts. There was one more question. If the quiz went longer, how many languages can Michael Checker speak? I'm not sure. I don't think he gets aroused by five. his sister in law, but I'd ask him. Five. That. He speaks five languages. Five languages. Can you believe that? Does he speak the it's language amazing. of love? Self taught. Self taught. Right. Self taught. Amazing. But anyway. Um, so there you go. Uh, the quiz, by the way, the Signet Power Boost Bank, the, the number one golfer one, but he's gone now. It will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. You just got to have one. I've got one over here. Yeah. just goes with me everywhere. little block, little black block I have with me that I just charge mm. up things top. all the time. <laughs> I think we've got a call. Uh, this could be Shawnee Ormerod from Sportsbet. <laughs> Shawnee, how are you, uh, fine sir? Yeah. 
Good afternoon, boys. I don't know about you, uh, Bears, but I've got a hankering for some sweet and sour pork right now after that little conversation. Now, now you do know, uh, Brian, yep. or Vossimon, I know this, but I'm getting married next week, so there yes. is a little segue there. Like 10 days away. Now, I think luckily for me, or maybe unlucky, so Vanessa, lovely fiance, doesn't have a sister, but my God, her brother... He is curvy, sexy, and cheeky. So maybe, maybe I might, I might be writing a letter to Jared in uh, in a few weeks' time. Who knows? Especially when you're out in the back lavatory. Is there any? Is there any of the um, family members when you have a get together? Is there? A, is there a one of those outhouses you can sneak? He does down have there? an outhouse out the back of his oh, joint. Yeah, now you mention it. So, oh, yeah, thoughts and prayers yeah. for the next uh, family barbecue. <laughs> Yes. Uh, there's some weirdos out there, but weird. keep them coming. If you've got a fax, mm. I think we've got a new email address, by the way. Uh, it's coming. It's, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's, it is strange. It is strange that people are still sending faxes because I haven't sent a fax for about 20 years. But nonetheless, so this Jared bloke, I don't know uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he's still uh, he's a fax, fax operator. So he's there we got go. Some pull. He's got some pull. What do you want to talk about today, Sean? Well, I reckon the topic of today surely has got to be the announcement of the uh, Socceroos squad, boys. Now, I think yes. I'll probably speak for a lot of uh, you know broad sort of sport-loving Aussies. I don't know a lot about these Socceroos. It's not like the uh, the sort of glory years of the Vadukas and the Cahills of about 15, 16 years ago. So I don't know a lot about them. So we're going to need the uh, the doyens of soccer to maybe help me out this week. We've got all the markets up for the World Cup. Only less than two weeks away now. So the Aussies, we're in Group D, and it is... A little bit of a tough group. We kick things off uh, what day is on the 23rd, so two weeks from from now against the Frenchies. France, $1.22 to knock us off uh, in normal time there. Six bucks a draw. $13, though, for the Aussies to cause a big upset and get the tournament off to an absolute fly. You think if we win that, I'm probably going to go through the group. But as far as winning this group, we're $11 to do so, so mm. decent outsiders there. Uh, only worsened by Tunisia, who also is in our group. They're 17 bucks, but it looks a race in two to win it between French uh, and the Danes. The French boys, $1.40. Denmark, $3.25. And we're $4 to qualify. So we're decent odds against just to get out of the group, uh, which is not good rating for for Aussies. But there you go. Frenchies, they're $1.06. So more than expected to uh, to go through to week two of the World Cup. Denmark, $1.30. We've got all the goal scorers. Top goal scorers. Stage of elimination is an interesting one as well. I said we're four dollars to to go to the next uh, stage. It means we're a dollar fourteen to exit in the group. So the bookie's not really giving us much of a chance. The round of sixteen, like we've done before, that's six dollars. And if you think we can go all the way to the semi-finals, perhaps you're getting a whopping eighty-one bucks about that. But there you go. All the group betting uh, goal scorers, you've got it. If you name it, we've got it up and betting here at Sportsbet for the World Cup. Only two weeks away. Yeah, the group of death. And, and France, mm. I think I saw the sports bet market. So France are second to Brazil on the actual overall market to win the damn thing. And we've got to play them first. Yeah, they're right up there. And I've said this before, but it is a who's who of uh, world football at the top. Mm. So as you said, Bossy, uh, France, they're $6.50 on the second line of betting. Brazil, uh, they seem to be the favourites in every edition of the World Cup. They're 5 bucks though, mm. just shows... Goes to show how hard it is to win when Brazil are five dollars to win. Argentina on the third line eight bucks. Not sure about this. England eight dollars fifty. Let's hope it doesn't go home uh, for our sake over here. Uh, they're joined eight dollars fifty by the Spaniards as well. And then Germany rounds it out there ten dollars. So some real, real powerhouses at the top of the betting. There just goes to show how hard it is for the Aussie boys competing against some of those uh, teams at the top there.
Uh, in England here, they're, they're just in Fletcher about to shut down the uh, EPL too. This is the last weekend of action, and then they mm. shut it down, and then get into World Cup mode, and they don't come back until until the new year. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, and that'll the be the same with football the competitions the all around the world. Oh well, yeah, you know, the local confident. I mean, Have you got much of a race? Do you want me to churn 20 pages out every day? Um, there's a speculation <laughs> of all kinds. I mean, it's just a great sporting country. There's just so much sport to consume every day. Mm. And rugby league's got this little little bit in there at the moment, just having a little. And then you run into people on in the street and they talk about Brian Fletcher. Yes. You know, like, that's just incredible. Getting that's new. how far the game's come. Hey. Randomly, you can be walking down the street and Fletch gets a, gets a mention. Amazing. Shawnee, I'm quite interested. Um, you know, mm. I'm interested in my politics. Now... Yeah. The U.S. presidential election is coming up in 2024. Yes. Did I read correctly in saying Donald Trump is favourite? Yeah, much to what? the world's dismay. The, the Don, he's $3.50 to be uh, the next president or to win the U.S. president election in 2024. Thankfully, it is two years away. It's in November 2024, so still a little bit of water to go under the bridge. But, yes, that's what uh, the betting is suggesting. Ron DeSantis, I think that's how you say his name, he's next. It looks like he, he's the main competitor to the Don. $5, and then Joey Biden. Old Dirty Joe, he's $6.50. But we've got the winning party up as well, which is a lot easier to work out. So the Republican Party is favourite uh, to win the next Are election, $1.67. Yeah, the Democrats, $2.25. And any other, which I feel looks a very, very short to me, uh, is 19 bucks. But I'm not, you know, I'm not the doyen of US politics like you. Yeah. Uh, what's the, you know, the, the Don sort of teased he's going to make a big announcement uh, next Tuesday. So see you next Tuesday, uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. um, have you got any intel? I don't know. I don't know, know, I don't gonna, know but I don't, Sleepy Joe, I don't think Sleepy Joe may be around for another two years. I can't see him kicking on. Um, no. What about The Rock? Because I know The Rock is keen to become... Yeah, well, his, his name sort of uh, gets brought up at every chance. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in the market, $51 Ooh, to be like the next uh, El Presidente I like about of, the, of the States. Like Kanye him. West, well, he he was always sort of mentioned yeah. as well, but as we know, he's uh he's on a different planet, Kanye. So I'm not sure leading the uh, the free world is a job for him. Nah. <laughs> no, well, he's not going to talk for a month. That's his latest. Kanye West. Is that's that what what he's the doing? two of the stories that I've come across that I'm reading the papers the last few days when you're sitting around train station that you read the papers and yay or Kanye yay. Um, I think he's bullshit uh, yay when he's saying he's not going to talk or something for a month as part oh, of. Uh, oh, hang on, this has never, <laughs> this has no, never no. happened. Hang on, double, no, double no. facts. Yeah. What the, f- what the, what the facts? <laughs> oh, this is sorry, boys. This has never happened before. This is someone yep. very, very uh, urgent. I'm 45. She's 42. We've been married for 23 years. We have two teenage sons, one at home and one at university. I work as a salesman, and despite having had plenty of opportunities for one night stands while on the road, I've never strayed. My wife works part time in a bank. Things were difficult when we first got married. We were always arguing, and she admitted to having a fling with a random guy on a night out in a public toilet. She then cheated on me with a guy who'd come to service our hot water heater. I walked in on them having sex in our kitchen underneath the stove. How big's his house? She (laughs) broke down saying it was a big mistake, and she felt pressured into having sex with him. Last week, she called saying she was thinking of coming back. I was delighted and said I'd go and pick her up straight away. But then she backtracked. She said she was busy and suggested this coming weekend as her stepbrother is going on holiday. I'm in a right state. I want her back, but I'm suspicious. 
she may be having another fling. Not with a hot water heater, dude, but with a stepbrother. <laughs> Dear Jared. Did you say did you say public toilet before they fled? It's not that same public toilet McDonald's that uh, Sugar was seen coming out of without washing only his a matter hands. of a few hours ago. Without washing mm. his hands. Um, oh, yuck. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, yuck. I don't know what's worse, porking under the stove. <laughs> Uh, dear Jared, do I take her back? I'm going to cross Jared out. Dear Andrew, do I take her back? <laughs> um, first of all, there's a few strands to this story, aren't yeah. there? I mean, if you to break it down step by step, um, the public toilet, the the stove. What sort of stove is it? Freestanding stove. What's the, uh, the area? It's the a space under the stove. It's a cooktop. There's an oven to the side. I'm just imagining it. They've got the two ovens. Uh, the guy that came to service the hot water heater, Wooshka. He's working. Yeah. There. Right, okay. So he's not a big bloke. Uh he's five foot eight. Yeah, he's pretty small. He comes with a big five foot eight. And then we get to the stepbrother. We got in pretty dangerous areas here. Yeah. Um I would say Don't come And home. it's hard because it sounds like he loves it, doesn't it? The yeah, fact he does he's love gonna it. pick her up. But I think, oh mate, you're gonna have to find maybe a club to join, like a stamp club or something like what's that. This, what's what's, what is it with you and these stamps? <laughs> Boss, well, I'm just, I just think you just got to get your mind off it, mate. You're Stamps are dirt bags Stamps. themselves. <laughs> All they're doing is just licking and stomping and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't use that. Remember the post office used to get that little spongy thing. They're gone. Yeah. It's all your Robert Young now. Can I just check? Can I just check? Is the Sportsbeck segment still on, or is it like the quiz that ended with the facts? Or are we still facts in overrules everyone segment mode? The facts don't overrules everyone. Respect the facts. Don't worry about the segment, Bossy. Are we still on air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. It oh, says here. This bloke says, "I'm hard hit. I'm hard sitting in traffic." Respect it, Vossy. He says, "Respect the facts." All right. um, I was going to say, oh, there, there was me. a story over here. There was a story over here in England on the weekend. So a bloke, I think it was, it might have been Hull. He'd been dealing with a rat problem. What? Um, and he, he actually, there's a photo of him holding up a, a rat the size of a baby. It's 18 inches long, the rat. You ever heard of a bigger rat as that? Yeah, we get, rat we get huge rats here, water rats. We get them here all the time. 18 inches. Mate, 18 I, inches long. Foot and a half. I got attacked by a rat, a water rat. half a rat. Swear to God, mm. around here in Walker Street, water rats are huge yeah. around here. Yeah. They'd be well, uh, well, twenty-four yeah. inches. Twenty-four. They're yeah. two foot. Yeah. Well, see, that got you off the fact segment. So now we get back to sports. Bet. That was a beautiful segue. That was a, that was a that was a planned <laughs> oh, wow. segment by me, okay. unannounced off the rundown to get us back to sports because it got us away from, you know, going the the, the business with the stepbrothers. Just say it. Just um, say which I don't Jared. think is an area you need to go to. Right. Well, we the have to. Next door, in the room next door here, is saying, for crying out loud, you're talking, you know, Carl Hooper seen shopping at Kmart. You're talking all these other things. Now you're talking <laughs> doing it with your stepbrother. I mean, what's going on in that room next door? You're talking about icy yeah. poles and gay times, and yeah, I've had a big day. Oh, seriously, it's a big show. Wow. Oh, Shawnee, I'm going to let you go, brother. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks, boys. Off to get some sweet sour pork. Have a good night. <laughs> sweet and sour yeah. pork. See, Andrew, this is what you do to this show. Mm. You get us off track. Yeah, well, I'll give a plug. Sportsbet, same race, multi combined, multiple runners in the same race for bigger odds. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Of course, gamble responsibly. At uh, six minutes to six and six minutes to five in Queensland. Different time zones, of course. Yeah. Different time zones. It is. It is. Well, Andrew, we're about just about done. Thank you so much uh, for filling in for Joel. I'd like to do this again. Yeah. 
Would I you be willing to do uh, this? No, again? I would. I, no, I would. Yeah, I'd love to. And um, at any opportunity um, to to be with you with the Gandhi of radio, Mr. One Point One, Brian Fletcher. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Andrew. And thank you, our listeners. And thank you very much for the One Point One, because you make the show. I will see you. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, the great Sugar, Sugar Cane. Hopefully his hands are washed. Back from Queenstown. <laughs> yeah. Back from Queenstown. <laughs> via Minnow, via Misty's. Whatever Misty's is, I'd like to know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, Andrew, get some I'm sleep. Off, Thanks, I'm off, bre- I'm off at breakfast at the Indian. I'm going to have a bacon naan. Oh, God love you. <laughs> Goodbye. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.